Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hello, this is Zack Sabre Jr., New Japan Cup winner 2018. And you are listening to Keeping It Strong Style with my mates. Enjoy. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frost. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it Cause this is just an intro Keeping the strong style Six stars from the get go Boy Yeah from Tampa Bay To the Tokyo Dome This is keeping it strong style With your host Jeremy Donovan And the young boy Joshua Smith And thank you for listening Welcome to keeping it strong style The ace of podcasts On the social suplex podcast network Jeremy Donovan here with the Statman, Chris Samsa. On today's show, we'll review the first three nights of the 2022 New Japan Cup and cover all this news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing and following the Social Suplex Podcast Network or keeping a strong style on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts over at socialsuplex.com. Check out our Pro Wrestling Tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash socialsuplex. That's where you can get your official Keeping It Strong style t-shirt. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation by visiting socialsuplex.com slash donate and clicking on the donate button under the Keeping It Strong style logo. This episode is brought to you by the NJPW EXT, the only browser extension for njpwworld.com with features like dark mode. Improve translations and layouts, custom and share plus synchronized viewing parties, and much, much more. It takes NJPW World to the next level. You can visit njpwext.us today for details. And like I said in the intro, here with Chris Samsa, he's filling in for the young boy this week. Unfortunately, young boy had a couple losses in the family this past week, so keep him in your thoughts and prayers this week. But very grateful for for Chris for. Two weeks in a row coming coming on and stepping in. We call that a streak, Jeremy. <laughs> Here we go. It's I'm channeling my channeling my inner Josh. I am uh, not in my typical studio uh, space. I'm coming to you from my kitchen, so I'll be sure to not mute my microphone as I wander around my home, <laughs> and I will open many cans of liquid death uh, while uh, unmuted, and I will uh, create lots of miscellaneous plosives so um, that's that's an honor of josh but I'm, I'm happy to be here i'm glad to sub in as always and uh you know we got some new japan cup to talk about so let's just keep it going yeah no it's funny last week at the end of the show you're like i don't care what you recommending match you guys watch or not because i'm not gonna be here well <laughs> joke's on you you're, you're here here i am <laughs> yeah. yeah i actually had to think back like when you asked me to do this what late yesterday 
I was like, ah, shoot, now I got to watch that match, um, which was not uh, was not a problem because, um, well, there's been a lot of really good wrestling over the past uh, what three days or so, and yeah, uh, you know what's one what's one more match? Yeah, I was in Orlando. We uh, got yeah. an Airbnb with uh, some social guys. There was like six or seven of us in uh, in one house, and we went to rampage revolution and in between that literally all we did all day was watch wrestling between new japan and noah and stardom and you know uh, all japan like we were sort of running through everything it was insane nice yeah yeah how was um how was revolution live it seemed like the crowd got a little tired uh towards the tail end there was a lot of good stuff on that show yeah it was an it was an awesome show so glad i went yeah great show to watch live but yeah i do think overall i mean it was really hot in there um Mm -hmm. like rampage felt great because you know it was a smaller crowd for rampage it was probably like three thousand four thousand for rampage people were spread out a little bit cooler in there then revolution it was jam-packed to the gills i mean there was an empty seat in the house so it was really hot and yeah people were getting tired towards the end i think the dog collar match took a lot out of people just emotionally and excited and so then britain thunder came on and yeah people people you know were there cheering for britain thunder but i mean the match wasn't all that and then people were tired from the dog collar match and we saw a ton of great wrestling but you know by the time the main event came around i felt like people were kind of back on it and really enjoyed that matchup as well so yeah not a no big uh new japan stuff on the on the revolution show right nothing nothing really affecting yeah no, there, no so. uh jay white appearance and people were really right. speculating that with the whole you know trying to appease cole and the bucks that he might pop up and help either the bucks sure. or cole but yeah he wasn't nowhere to be found yeah well jay white jay white's appearance in AEW continues to just be uh, Tony Khan making sure that he's compliant with his own rules, I guess. So, yeah, but it was a good show. And then, uh, you know, shortly thereafter, we had another good show with a great main event with Ishii and Shingo. So tons of tons and tons and tons of good wrestling. There's some good New Japan stuff on the horizon too. So, um, yeah, the the wrestling is good. And uh, you know, WrestleMania, right? I mean, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a that's a thing people seem to like. Stone Cold Kevin Owens talk show. Can't wait to, uh, you know, log on to Peacock to watch that. Log on to the cock, (laughs) yes. Yeah. No, there might be some good stuff on WrestleMania. It'll it'll be fun. There'll be something on WrestleMania. Something will happen. Yeah. Well, uh, let's dive into this New Japan Cup, man. We had the first uh, three nights this past week, so... Well, we'll start at the beginning here. Uh, night one, we had all tournament matchups on this night, a uh, full card of uh, eight singles matches. Uh, so let's, let's go through them real quickly, talk about the results, anything that we liked about these uh, matchups here. So uh, night one k- kicked off with Ashima representing Glate and the Stronghearts, who's accompanied with, of course, Lindemann um, and T-Hawk. And they defeated Takamichi, he defeated Takamichi Noku nine minutes and 48 seconds. I love seeing Shima in New Japan. I think that um, I think that it's a, this is a really interesting path for him. So, um, and I think the match was fun with Taka. You know, I did, I expected Shima to win. I think they're going to treat Shima like um, an outsider star. You know, in, in in some ways at least, and and maybe in a big way, which I think we'll talk about as we go through the rest of the tournament and what that looks like. But this was a good this was a good showing, and like. The Stronghearts are over. Like people like them, they react to them when they come through. Um, 
I think that I think there's something there. Like I don't know that they're there permanently. If they're always going to be this kind of outsider-ish group, um, but this was a this was a fun match, a great way to kick off the tournament. And yeah, I like to see the outsider plus the I don't know what is Taka an outsider. He's like an outsider insider at this uh, point. I think he's kind of back in now, back in the fold. Yeah, right. It seems like he's just a full timer now. So, but you know, good to good to see him in a singles match for the first time in a in a pretty long time in New Japan. So, um, yeah, this this was fun overall. Like, and just right off the bat, I want to say I love shows that are just all tournament matches like yeah. it takes me back to these 2012 2013 or whatever g1 matches that are just like 10 g1 tournament matches just like people going nuts like just big big shows fewer big shows which was the strategy back then and um this was a really fun way to kick off the tournament with eight big you know first round matches so but yeah um yeah love to see shima curious where we're headed um i've got my eye on him as we as we progress here for the next couple of matches yeah it's a really fun matchup like you mentioned you know what shima kind of being treating as that top outsider you, you think back to guys like marifuji they did runs in like g1 and stuff like that he's being you know, protected so far like, yeah there is an excitement with him and the strong hearts is there and you know taka he, he's rocking the blue and you know when he, he busts out the blue he's you know he's gonna be serious taka and yeah fun little you know Sub 10 minute match here, almost 10 minutes, and good little back and forth sequence. Shima picking up the win uh, with uh, the Meteora, and he's just so lightning fast, even for his age. And like you mentioned, with them, you know, being so popular, you know, those guys have literally pretty much been in every promotion in Japan at some point. So no matter what city or what part of Japan you are, you've probably seen the strong hearts at some point, and they're super entertaining, super charismatic, and just they're great wrestlers. Um, so, and you know, People have been complaining that there was no outsider, so Shima's like that one, like, shining, you know, hope here in this this tournament for something different, and got that so far here with Taka, and yeah, I'm really interested to see how deep he gets in the tournament. Yeah, and I was going to say that, I mean, New Japan has always thrived on bringing in outside talent um, for, I guess... I don't want to say like one shots but like long shorter longer term runs if that makes any sense right like mm-hmm. even if you look at moxley right like moxley his his when he came in and then did the g1 like that was one big block of moxley and now he just kind of dips his toe in as he gets the opportunity to or hopefully hopefully he will soon again and like that's where new japan always has gotten some some better energy or some new energy and this is kind of a version of that just kind of uh domestically so i would like to see this happen more but i know that the relationships with a bunch of different promotions in japan are are complicated to say the least so right and also we we don't we don't know what's going to happen with glate i mean they're they're not you know bringing in big money. I don't know exactly their financials and who's backing them, but I mean, at some point, like, I don't know how sustainable Glate is going to be. And so that might be a situation where strong hearts. Now they've got their toes in new Japan. They're familiar. Glate goes down and, um, yeah, you know, a like, Hey, come on on, come on in. <laughs> right. They've diversified. Right. Yeah. So, and good, good on them. I mean, like they're some of the last true freelancers in Japan at a high level, at least that you see bounce around a lot. Um, and I think that that's an interesting role in the, you know, pro wrestling lexicon of, of Japan. So it's, it is cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I look at this tournament and my biggest question mark still is is Shima. So and and how we proceed going forward. Does he get the Marafuji treatment and win and knock out Okada, right? Mm. As we go through, because that's the path he could be on. So um that's the big burning question for me. I think if I had a choice, and we I think we talked about it last week, like I thought that that was um that was maybe the way to go. And I, I think I still think that after seeing the crowd reaction to him uh, for this night one match. Yeah. So then following that, we had Yoshihashi defeating Tomioka Hanma nine minutes and 45 seconds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it happened. Um, yeah, there wasn't, there's not much to say about that. I mean, Hanma looks good to be honest. Um, he looks fit. Um, for for a man who can hardly move his head, but um, and Yoshihashi, you know he's got a little swagger in him right now yeah. with the IWGP Tag Tag Championships. He's he's come into his own, and we've you know we've talked about that at length every time I'm on the show. Like he's um, he's a player, right? He's a great mid card guy now. Um, so you know, obviously, we expected Yoshihashi to to take the win here, and that's what happened. Yeah, again, another good little matchup here. Uh, also, kind of a, a similar story of, you know, Hanma going for the Kakeshi and trying to fight until he can finally get that. And I think towards the end here, Hanma was on a little bit of a run um, going for the, and then he went for like the rock, the rocket Kokeshi. That's when Yoshiashi moved and kind of got back in control and then ended up hitting um, the, the karma on him. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think that, I think that was the finish. Yeah, so yeah, he hit the karma on him. Yeah, because it was a nasty. I remember it being nasty because you know, I'm always worried about Hanuma's neck, and yeah, he dropped him like right on his head with that karma. So Hama takes a lot of like Last of the Dragon and Made in Japan and Karma, which are pretty much the same move, right? Like right, he yeah. takes a lot of those like pick me up, spin me over, and land me on <laughs> my, my head. Yeah, <laughs> head moves, and it doesn't really make any sense to me. And I know he lands on his shoulders and back. Like, I understand, like, I guess the physics or the, you know, the, the movement of it all. But, like, you still got to wonder, right? Like, right. <laughs> why is he always the guy? Or he takes the package pile driver from Chase all the time. Yeah. Like, he, he, and maybe it's just notable because I, you know, it's recognizable when Hanma takes it because you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, but, like, Especially like the last like, of the dragon. Like, cause that yeah. thing, like, Shingo just drills people with that thing. And, yeah. like, it's crazy. I mean, we saw it we saw it this weekend yes, right? He's yes yes like i mean that was there was a brutal one mm-hmm. um yeah so it's it's almost like he just likes playing with fire um i'm good on him he's gotta keep getting paid somehow and that's the way i guess get get kind of dropped on your head when you had a broken neck yeah i had a question here from the dark soldier he says we know hanuma isn't the wrestler he once was but when he returned in 2018 why was his return match in an untelevised show and they did no big angle or anything with him when he came back? I still feel there's a place for Great Bash Heel and NJPW. What say you? Yeah, I think there's still a place for Great Bash Heel in, in, in some way, but Hanma is so connected with, I guess, that generation that I don't think you were going to do a big return situation for him. And honestly, they probably didn't know what they had or what, what his physical condition was going to end up being. If I remember, um, I thought, come back I thought like didn't that. he wasn't he like in the main event of his didn't he like team with like Tanahashi and a bunch of like Hontai uh, guys when he came back? God, I don't remember to be honest, but I do I do remember the untelevised thing being a, something questionable at least. 
Yeah. Um, and but my my thought was always that I was I just didn't think they knew what he had or if he wanted to like ease his way back in or that he was always kind of going to fall into this role, this particular role, and they didn't want to make a big deal out of him coming back. Right. And uh, I mean, and they've they've used him I think well over. Uh, last year or so or last couple of years since he's been back and he's also that kind of you know up lower car kind of utility guy that can get you a good match here and there and just be a guy a team with lions and be an open match guy yeah but he can he's got good energy right and he's a yeah. he's a he's a showman in his own way and people seem to like to see him it, even more so than some of the other guys i mean like i think he's got more you know he like almost teeters to comedy but it's still not comedy i guess if that makes sense so it's a little more right. lighthearted. it's yeah. not like N- nagata or makabe or some of those other guys that are coming out and they're still trying to play it super serious like hanma's the guy who um can kind of play both sides of that coin which i think is a good role right yeah so yeah definitely plays a great bash heel but yeah i don't I don't see that becoming like a new like hot faction and adding people at this point i mean maybe a never trios another never trios run someday yeah so uh, following this matchup, we had Hiroki Goto defeating Blue Justice Yuji Nagata, 12 minutes and 37 seconds. Please put some respect on uh, Mr. New Japan Cup, Hiroki <laughs> Goto. The G in New so. Japan Cup stands for Goto. <laughs> <laughs> the G is silent. New Japan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that Goto, it being like kind of Mr. New Japan Cup, right? He's got 24 New Japan Cup victories now, which is the most all time. He's got the most New Japan Cup matches all time. Like that is so Goto, right? To mm-hmm. like, and of course he's had like great G1 runs and all that stuff too. But like to really have made his name in truly the obviously the second heavyweight tournament of the year, the secondary heavyweight tournament of the year. Like that's um, that's so Goto. Like, and that should be a shirt in its own way. That's so Goto, um, just with a picture of the new Japan cup. But yeah, I mean, he, um, he's the guy, man. He's been in so many of these things. He's won three times. He, you know, and you know, you had to know he was probably going to beat Nagata here though. That this was an upset possibility. You know, you can't, you can't put it past them to give Nagata a, you know, one or two match run here, but you know, Goto with the win moves right on. Good match, though. I mean, what twelve minutes or so, twelve and a half. Yeah. Um, n- yeah. No issue. Well worked. Nothing egregious. Enjoyable. Yeah, for me, I would say this, this match wasn't as maybe as hard hitting as I thought it was going to be. Because you know, Goto usually is like kind of that that striker never style until it's Nagata. Um, so again, it, it good like you mentioned, good matchup. Nothing wrong. You know, nice little you know three star three and a quarter style matchup here, but. You know, Nagata's had some bangers recently, and I was looking maybe a little bit, a little bit hard hitting, a little bit more intense. But they were in and out, and they're they're twelve minutes, and uh, yeah, Goto gets the win, and now Nagata will hop on a plane and head to the U.S. for some uh, Mania weekend stuff, I believe. Yes, I think he is booked for um, some U.S. stuff, including Mini City Riot. Maybe I think he's all, yeah, he's, he's all on Mini City. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's in for the kind of WrestleMania weekend through. Windy City Riot run. Yeah. Then following that, we had from the United Empire, Jeff Cobb. He defeats Togi Makabe, 8 minutes and 10 seconds. I was just glad to see Cobb looks healthy. Looks like he's ready to go um, make a run through the tournament. 
um, in the Sport of Pro Wrestling Bracket Challenge, more people picked Jeff Cobb to win the tournament than anybody else. So that's cool. Um, and he is very clear on Twitter that he's going to win the tournament. So well, I mean, yeah, he, he had, the, had the big quote tweet from you, and he, he was very, very clear that he, he's winning this thing. And I think everybody, you know, didn't want to smoke with him, and so <laughs> went, went with him to win. <laughs> Listen, I'm not here to tell Jeff Cobb he's wrong. He's a very big man. Yeah. So <laughs> the man, the man, he and to be perfectly honest, he might win the tournament. Yeah, he's he, got a shot. He easily right? could. Yeah. Um, they did yeah. a great job heating him up last year, and they can continue that momentum here. Um, this matchup just really dominated Makabe throughout. You know, we yeah. all joke about Makabe not taking bumps, but he did not have a choice on this night. Cobb, <laughs> Cobb was throwing this man tough, around. <laughs> tough to get through a singles match without taking a fall um, or, or a bump even. So, yeah, but, yeah, they, Makabe didn't take much of this, though. They didn't They didn't mess around. Um, eight minutes is, is pretty short. So... I I would have liked to see this be a little bit more of a back and forth, some vintage Makabe, but um, that's not what we got. And but I think it's probably for the best that if if Cobb's going to be a player towards the tail end of this tournament, that he just looks like a beast, kind of like he did at the beginning through the whole his whole what eight match win, winning streak in the G one. So. Right. But good to see him healthy after the leg issue. Um, getting back in there, he looks strong, strong as ever. So um, no. No complaints here. Is another solid match. Two beefy boys, you know. Yeah, big, uh, meaty men slapping meat. Uh, <laughs> Cobb was doing most of the slapping here. Uh, ended off with the tour of the islands, puts Makabe away, and then advances to the next round. So then, following that, we had Tai Chi defeating Toriano six minutes and twenty five seconds. Yeah, so Yano, uh, this was his first first round loss in. Gosh, where do I see that? Since 2014. So he had made it into the second round of the New Japan Cup, whatever, six or seven years running now, and then finally gets that first round loss from, from Taichi. So I guess this was another, this was actually, I think, the closest in the bracket challenge. I think something like 68% of people picked Taichi. And then, um, so that left 32 for, for Yana, which was actually the, the closest spread in the first round, which kind of speaks to how kind of chalk the first round is gone. But you had a, you just had a couple of pickums in in the first round. And this, this kind of was one of them, but, you know, speaking for, I guess, mostly English speaking fans, um, they love themselves some Toriano. So, um, no, no surprise. There was a little bit of bias there, but you know, the match was pretty much exactly what you would imagine from Tai Chi and Toriano. Um, but the result was a little bit in question, though. I, I had a feeling we were going to see Tai Chi move on, even though these stats worked against that. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of your typical Yano match. The whole kind of story here, like he pulled a tarp out at one point in the match, and he was trying to put the tarp over Tai Chi, but then Miho Abe was kind of a shield there for Tai Chi, and then Tai Chi put the tarp on Yano, almost getting a near countout because he couldn't see where he was going, but he finally somehow missed, magically found the ring at 19 and uh, hopped back in there. Um, and then it was pretty much all, uh, you know, Tai Chi from there. The ref ended up getting the, the tarp over him. Um, tai Chi hit a, hit a low blow during that point. Uh, the ref finally gets that off, and then uh, Tai Chi is uh, eventually able to uh, get the, the pin here on Iano uh, after running him into the, the exposed turnbuckle, and he hit the, uh, the sumo forearm to get the win. So, yeah. Yeah. 
quick, quick little matchup. Tai Chi moves on. Yeah, yeah, it was a fine, it was a fine thing. Yep. So then uh, after that matchup, we move on to the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi. He defeats Yo, sixteen minutes and fifty seconds. And uh, I've been seeing a lot of mixed reviews on this matchup. I've seen some people going. You know, four stars, four and a quarter, saying a really great matchup. I've seen some other people kind of at the lower end just saying, you know, kind of as a three-star affair. Uh, what do you think about this matchup, Chris? I thought it was really nice of them to finally let Yo wrestle, right? He's been so attached to show, and it gets so messy. It's this whole thing with House of Torture and all that. It was nice to see Yo just get in there and have a match with you know, someone capable like that that's not going to end up being messy. Even, you know, even Yo's Best of the Super Juniors final got all messed up with show coming in and doing whatever the hell he did during that match. And, like, that got all messy, too. So this was, in that way, this was a really good match. It's good to see that Yo, Yo can still go. We just haven't really seen that because he's he's been so, so, so connected with that House of Torture and Chaos feud. So, um, yo, I thought looked really good. Obviously, it would have been really surprising had he beat Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, I don't think this was something that I'll remember in three months, but I like that it happened, if that means anything. Like, I don't do stars, but that puts it kind of like high threes, I guess, if I were to do it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was like a little bit under the low. I was kind of in that same range, kind of like three, three and a quarter. I, I agree with you. I thought it was great that Yo was in there with somebody besides a House of Torture guy. Um, I mean, I thought he looked good with Tanahashi. I guess for me, it's like I was like 100% certain that there's no way Yo is beating Tanahashi. I've kind of been down on Yo, not really invested in him. Um, so I was kind of waiting for Tanahashi to put this guy away as soon as possible. But you know, this was a good back and forth, 16-minute match, a lot of great exchanges. Uh, Yo kind of trying to do the Dragon Screw thing on the master of the Dragon Screw, Tanahashi. It's a lot of good back and forth, a lot of good uh, suplex stuff back and forth. And uh, But I never really felt like Tanahashi was in ever any real danger. Uh, anytime Yo was in control, I felt like Tanahashi kind of quickly got back um, on the horse and got back in control. Uh, so the end of the match, Tanahashi, he lands um, the Dragon Suplex uh, to pin Yo and get, and get the win. Good matchup. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. He ended it with the yeah the dragons. That was kind of a surprising finish. Yeah, I feel like every once in a while, if a, a, right. a guy where Tanahashi knows he, he can kind of beat, he kind of busts out the dragon suplex just to, to, to show, like, all right, that's kind of like the move he uses to, to beat the lower guys and then high five flows for the big boys. Yeah, and I like that. I mean, I like, to, I like when wrestlers have multiple finishes or multiple mm-hmm. things they can go to to you know, justifiably end a match. And Tanahashi has, um, shoot, what, why am I blanking on the submission too? The, the, uh, the Texas clover hold, Texas clover leaf. Yeah. Yeah. Or clover hold. Yeah. Tanahashi clover leaf. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's nice to see that, that he doesn't always have to go to the high fly flow. And that's some of that's a little bit of preservation. I'm sure. Right. Cause uh, I mean, he's, he's been doing a lot of high fly flows, especially sure to the outside. Has. And all, all I can think about is my, my dad's a heel wrestler and, cockroach mask and you know his, his knees falling apart in, in the movie like it's almost like a you know real life happening in the movie we're starting to see it now i'm always worried like it's gonna be one wrong high fly flow and he's gonna be done yeah i mean 
somehow he's figured out how to land that thing and not just ruin himself because he, he still looks good. But yeah, it was nice. It's it's nice to see a, a different finish, especially in the first round of a tournament against a junior, right? Like, right. you don't necessarily need to, you can build him up. You can build up Yo in the match, which I think they did in a, in a couple of ways. Um, but you don't have to, um, you don't have to give him the big stuff. So we'll, yeah. we'll see that hopefully soon in the tournament as he uh, advances up against some of these other big boys. Yeah. So we move on to the semi-main event of the evening. Tetsuya Naito defeats his former tag team partner, Yujiro Takahashi, 18 minutes and 11 seconds. This was the match I was hoping for, or I was looking forward to the most in the G1 when the G1 was announced. Like, we finally saw, like, hey, we're going to see Naito, Yujiro for the first time since, what, 2014, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So I, and they have this long, 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 long storied history, and then it just ends. Right. They, they from 2006 to 2014, they're just like connected, whether they were, you know, in a tag team together or wrestling each other in a bunch of bunch of bunch of singles matches as young lions and then out of their young lion days and then never open weight championship matches and IWGP junior heavyweight t- uh, tournament matches and, and all that, like so many different scenarios. And then we finally got them um, in 2022 as heavyweights Um and this was fine. And I, I thought I thought this was better than I thought it was going to be. And then they they kind of did the House of Torture stuff a little bit less terrible, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I thought it was interesting. You know, kind of the story, the beginning part of the match was Yujiro wanted to do wrestle clean. Like, he wasn't really cheating. Yeah. And he was kind of almost kind of similar to G1 a little bit where he's, he's wrestling more straight up and – you know, trying to have trying to have a good match and trying to prove that you know he can win on his own merit. And then of course we we get the ref bump, and it was a little bit different of an approach that we saw because those showing Yujiro are showing evil, and you know Dick Togo came out and Yujiro was like, no, no, I, I don't want you guys you know doing this. I want to do it on my own. And the crowd's kind of clapping, and it's like, oh, it's a big moment. Like, oh wow, you know Yujiro's kind of standing up for himself, and we're gonna get right. a, get a clean matchup. And then they they got the ring, and then. Wow, it's Naito with the low Boom. blow, and it's like, all right. Yeah, but the low blow is very kind of it's more old school Bullet Club, right? I, I right. Think I, it felt it felt more like that than like the interference, interference, interference thing right. that was like, you know. But so I, mean, I, I did kind of laugh at that because it, it it was to me it was totally. it was kind of funny. It was like, all right, yeah, he's gonna play it straight, and then bam, he just has that kind of cheesy like grin on his face, like ah, I worked yeah, him. his Yujiro <laughs> smile, right? Yeah. Like, but but. With all the questions surrounding Bullet Club, you had to think there. They, I kind of bought it, right? I mm-hmm. had that moment where I was like, "Oh, you drew like where? Who aligns with who, right?" And that's the big thing with Bullet Club right now. Is like you've got House of Torture, you've got the OGs, you've got Bullet Club Hollywood, I guess, right? Like, mm-hmm. so what? Who? Who's all aligned with who? And like until I guess they're all in the same building. And which I hope is is sometime soon. Like we're not going to know that, but we're still going to, I think, see some of these things peppered in into this Bullet Club story, where you maybe think somebody's not aligned with someone who they've been aligned with. So could Yujiro bail on evil? Sure, right? Like that could definitely happen. So it depends how far they want to go with that story. But um, yeah, so that's that's kind of one of those things that's like up in the air. So you're kind of like, well maybe he does want to do it on his own. And like, sometimes the bullet club guys try to do that, but um, ultimately Naito still gets the win as, as expected um, in a match that was more worth your time than you would think on paper, I suppose. 
Yeah. After uh, Yujiro's low blow, he goes for his walking stick and tries to hit Naito with that, but Naito ducks, and he gets a low blow of his own, kicks uh, Yujiro right in the nuts, and then... Uh, right in the nuts. <laughs> does his uh, jackknife pin to get the win. Then post-match, we had uh, Evil uh, hit the ring to to beat down on Naito. Then uh, he did like a pop-up low blow to Evil, which was just hilarious watching that. We were all, all dying when we were all watching that in the house this weekend. Uh, <laughs> so, so Naito escapes the house of torture, gets the win, and uh, moves on to the next round. And then that brings us to... Actually, we had a question here from Dark Soldier. He says, if Yujiro were to appear in a, an AEW show or show in American General, would the crowd chant, we want Peter? Maybe a crowd in Orlando. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm sure the, the diehard fans might uh, share that. I'm not, I'm not sure how over Peter is with the, you know, the casual New Japan fans who only watch, you know, the big shows. I also don't know that a fan of AEW would need Peter for their viewing pleasure when there's there's plenty of others there to right. uh, to oogle. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So let's talk about the main event here of night one. We had the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. He defeated the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, El Desperado, 26 minutes and 21 seconds. Great as expected. El Desperado looks great against heavyweights. Always, almost always, he pulls out the big game, but... Um, kind of a chalk finish, as you as you kind of could expect, but... Listen, Desperado is great. We all know that. We talk about it here every time I'm on the show, and I hear you guys talk about it all the time when uh, when I'm not on the show. And a lot of people that pay really close attention to New Japan have really been bought into El Desperado, and I think that that's going to continue, and I think he's a great junior heavyweight champion, but he obviously wasn't going to beat Okada, right? Like That would have right. been a huge, huge upset, and he, he's not the junior that's going to beat Okada. Um, I think that's... A different junior at the top of the at the top of the junior chain, but this was this was a great great match. Would have been a classic um, anniversary show match, and it kind of is attached to the anniversary show as 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 things kind of panned out here because they did something different with the anniversary show this year. But um, yeah, really awesome, good main event, classic New Japan main event style with these two, and um, I think El Desperado does a really good job of working the new Japan kind of house main event style. So, and I think that that was proven here as he gets in there with like the quintessential main eventer. Yeah. I thought this was a great matchup. I loved it. Uh, I went four and a half on this match and that's uh, just a great job of actually making you think he can win. So unlike in the yo Tanahashi match where it didn't really feel like at any point, yo actually had a chance to win like Desperado here. I felt did an excellent job of just getting that momentum and really getting the fans behind him and making them think, oh, wow, can Despy, can the junior champ up at the heavyweight champ, which I think a lot of people, even, you know, I've seen a lot of Western fans, you know, getting behind Despy and really, they really wanted to see Okada get knocked out here. Um, you know, from a business standpoint, that didn't make sense, but also that would have probably been the, you know, the biggest upset in the tournament and could have led to a whole interesting trajectory here. But, um, you know, Despy working over the, the needs of Okada, and we see, we've seen, you know, Naito, and that, and that match was working over Kyle's knee, so that was kind of a, a bullseye there, especially for Despi in, in that uh, numero dos submission hole, which he he worked uh, several times, and there was, there was a near submission towards the end there where he 
had it cranked. He had both arms locked, and Okada really had to uh, the fight out of that thing. Yeah, and there was a cool counter to the drop kick too, right? That was a cool sequence. Yeah, where... Okada went for the drop kick, and then Duck Despy caught him out of midair into right. the into the numero dos. Yeah, which was very cool and something that you you rarely see in an Okada match. I, I've never seen anything like that. So that was a that was a cool situation too. Yeah, this is a match. If you know, if I'm if I'm looking at night one and I'm thinking like I've only got a couple of minutes, right? Like I'm that's the match to watch, obviously. And then I think you know, other than that, I think you're checking out maybe Shima to see the Shima you know reaction, and maybe you're watching Naito Yujiro because if you're if you're a Naito guy, but. Um, yeah, like ultimately, this was a really good, easy to watch show. It felt very New Japan, right? It felt very right. old school New Japan, where like strong card all the way through, everything had some meaning, very little on the bullshit, right? And then a really solid main event between two guys, right? So um, this was a, it was a really fun show. It was a really, really fun way to start the tournament. It got me really excited about the, the rest of the tournament. And, you know, as we trim some of the fat going through from 48, now down to 32 and then 32 to 16, then that's where we're going to start to see things really take off. But, um, this really did, I think, set a tone for, you know, what the new Japan cup's going to look like, which is a lot of enjoyable singles matches. Yeah. Overall, really fun show. Solid wrestling all up and down the card and a great, uh, main event. Something else I want to point out, you know, we talked about in the Tanahashi-Yo match where, you know, Tanahashi puts Yo away with the Dragon uh, Suplex is not his, main, not his main finisher. Then we got a, kind of a similar thing here where, you know, we saw in a G1 last year, Okada would go for the money clip because he felt like he lapped the field. He wanted to try and beat people with the money clip. And so here towards the end, you know, it seemed like he was going to put Desperado away with the money clip. But then, you know, I think he realized, like, man, like, Despy kind of earned this Rainmaker and kind of leaked yeah, it. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Look at that final sequence. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to smack him with the Rainmaker and call it a day. But, you know, I didn't want to do it, but here we are. Yeah, he, he let go of the money clip, which uh, led into that final sequence there with him finally um, getting the landslide and then hit him with, with the Rainmaker. Right. So, yeah, really a fun matchup there. And Okada has a, another junior uh, set for him in, in the next round. And I, I like when Okada buzzes through like kind of the finishing sequence really quick and you like instead of you waiting for that kick out like you know he hit like boom uh you know whatever drop kick landslide rainmaker like there's no way he's getting up there's no like in between or like waiting for like that second rainmaker like this was this was kind of like that where it's just like boom boom done and and then we're calling it a day yeah so that wraps up night one. Moving on to night two, we had a show opening up with Yuji Nagata defeating Kosei Vegeta seven minutes and thirty six seconds. This is a non tournament match, and kind of what you expect: your your, your dad versus your long, young lion. Uh, Nagata gets to win with the Nagata lock, so you know that's what you expect. If you close your eyes and picture uh, Nagata versus young lion, that's exactly what we got here. Uh, yeah, yeah, obvious what you're gonna get, but it's always enjoyable. No, yeah. uh, no issues here. So after that, we had a Bull Club team of Chase, ELP, and Gato defeating the Great Bash Shield team of Makabe Hanuman. They teamed with Tiger Mask. They uh, defeated them in nine minutes and three seconds. And I think that the main story here is what's happening with Bull Club. We're continuing to see ELP, you know, be gun-shy with the sudden death since it's been exposed. And this time it was kind of Chase Owens, the one that was kind of arguing with him and him uh, being disappointed and We've been seeing these promos with Gato telling these guys, you know, Jay White says you need to pick the right side. And 
And we've seen an impact that Jay wants a two-sweet thrown back up versus it being thrown back down. So it's like, all right, are these guys throwing it up? Are they throwing it down? You know, ELP's been having issues with Taiji. Now he has issues with Chase. And so it seems like none of these guys are on the same page right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the story. Um, I do kind of like the two sweet up or two sweet down differentiator. And I hope that that kind of <laughs> continues like in perpetuity. Cause it's, it is kind of funny, but um, well, funny. It's not funny. It's just like one of those little things that shouldn't matter, but they right. make it matter. So um, yeah. And, and ELP is an interesting character right now because I think there's some, I think there's some chatter about is ELP the junior or is he kind of bulking up a little bit to, maybe take a run at the never or something like that. So he's a guy to watch. Um, I think he's always been a guy that new Japan's liked a lot. So, um, and we'll see what happens in this tournament with him once, uh, once he really gets going. Yeah. I mean, he has a big, uh, matchup against Osprey, uh, coming up. And so that's also right. going to be, you know, we've seen them have great matches before, especially in uh, best of super juniors, 2019. Um, so this is going to be, I think be a launching form. Like you mentioned of ELP, maybe, getting into that maybe that never division first and then potentially going fully heavyweight. Yeah, seems like it'd be worth dipping the toe, right? I mean, right. He, but again, he hasn't had quite that... He hasn't had any sort of establishing run as a junior, but he's a tall guy. And, and you know, they say that junior heavyweight um, is dependent on their actual weight, but it's more about their height. Right. Um, I mean, if you really, if you really look at the juniors, they're all short guys, and if you look at anyone that they that ever advances to heavy, they're tall. Uh, right. Or look, taller. Look at, like a Zack Saber Junior. Yeah. Straight from the get, yeah. he was, was a heavyweight, and it's like, oh, sure, if you get him on a scale, he's gonna weigh in at the, especially when he first came. in. He's bulked up a little bit now, but he was yeah. super skinny when he first came in, and he should have probably definitely been a junior if it's just based on weight. But he's so tall and has that such a unique style, like he was able to mix it up with heavyweights. Yeah, and then you think about when Shingo came in, and mm. Shingo's a little more stocky and short, and they were like, yeah, you're a junior, and everyone, everyone <laughs> around the planet were like, what? Like, what are we, why are we putting him in Best of Super Juniors? Bless them for doing that, because of what a wonderful run he had, but like, was that, I mean, come on, did he bulk up now? Is he three pounds heavier, and now he's a heavyweight? <laughs> like, no, but um, yeah, so curious, curious where we go with ELP. You know, he'll, uh, he'll, I'm sure, keep calling me a nerd somewhere. Um, <laughs> and, and you which know, is the, fine. the thing is, even though he's been, you know, lacking confidence with the super kick, he has been the one picking up the wins in all these multi man mm-hmm. matches. So here, you know, Chase hits the uh, the package pile driver and then he gets tagged in and he hits the uh, Thunder Kiss 86 uh, to get yep. the win on Hanuma here. Uh, so then moving on to the next matchup, we had uh, six or nine Watto and Deguchi teaming up with Tanahashi. They defeated. It has a torture, evil show in Yujiro and nine minutes and 59 seconds. Um, nothing really too big of a story here. Obviously, evil and show are still alive in the tournament, um, as well as Wato and Taguchi. Taguchi had a match coming up with evil, so that was kind of a little preview match um, there. Uh, so, you know, nice little six-man tag, nothing crazy here. So, uh, Yeah, not much to analyze there. Uh, then after that, we had LIJ, Hiromu, Sonata, Shingo, and Naito defeating the Chaos team of Okada, Ishii, Yano, and Yo. Um, again, Hiromu still alive, Sonata, Shingo, and Naito, all these guys still alive in the tournament. Okada, 
and Ishii alive, Yano and Yo being out. Again, just kind of another, uh, mainly a preview, I guess, for uh, Shingo and Ishii, which they did have a nice little like, pull apart um, here in the middle of the match. They were like gunning each other from the get-go and just you know, going straight at each other. Yeah, another one of your kind of classic preview matches. Yeah, so good, good stuff there. And then we had uh, the last preview match here. We had the Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Fale and Taichi Ishimori. Surprisingly here, defeating the United yeah. Empire team of Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. Uh, Cobb and Okan have always been very dominant um, as a tag team, picking up several wins, especially uh, last year, and going up against this mixed match team of uh, Fale and Ishimori. And it's funny, like, uh, one of the guys, uh, James Ward, he was like, you know, when you think of all, like, the Bullet Club combos, he's like, I never thought of, like, the combo of, of Bad Luck, uh, Fale, and Taiji Ishimori. And it's just kind of one of the, even though they're in the same faction, it's almost kind of like a fire pro. You hit random, and it's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> Fale and Ishimori. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was kind of good when it comes down to it. Like, that was a, um, it it ended up being more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. And and obviously they're setting up Ishimori and Great Okan because that's their next matchup. And um, this made this made for a good preview. And uh, what, Ishimori stole Great Okan's headwear uh, on <laughs> yeah. the way out yeah. and he wore it. And, he, you know, Ishimori's got better comedy chops than I think he gets credit for most of the time. So, but I, you know, I... I I think it's pretty clear where we're headed here with Great Okan, but um, just based on Great Okan's year so far with all these singles wins and stuff, you figure he's going to have some sort of run through the New Japan Cup. But yeah, um, uh, but yeah. I'm sure that the, the him losing here was to set up some intrigue for that Ishimori match sure. and kind of make it make, maybe Ishimori might have a chance here. So I mean, he didn't get the pin. I mean, he distracted the ref, which allowed and did a right. low blow. Then Fale was able to hit the grenade, so he got pinned by a heavyweight, but still. It's kind of like, all right, well, he's on the losing side of Ishimori, and so maybe Ishimori might have a chance. Yeah, and that's all you can ask, right, as you head into what I'm calling the traditional first round of the tournament, the round of 32. Um, you just hope to build some intrigue for some of these first-round matches that look like they're pretty clear-cut. Yeah. So then we move into our tournament matches, the last three matches of the night. So first we had Aaron Hanare defeating Yuto Nakashima, Eight minutes and 40 seconds. And As expected, right? I mean, this this show was in a smaller venue. Um, well, it looks huge, right? It right. looks like this massive, you know, kind of warehousey building. And it's a, it's a good-looking building. But, um, and it lost its main event, right? The main event was supposed to be Ibushi and Great Okan, which mm-hmm. would have been... Would, would have significantly added to the show, right? So on paper, when you looked at night two of the New Japan Cup, they definitely weren't keeping the hype up from night one, right? Like they, it was really loaded with a couple of Young Lion matches and Bushi versus Will Ospreay, <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, mm. yeah, so this was not, this is not the biggest of, of New Japan Cup shows, but um, yeah, as expected, Hinari gets the win here. Love to see him move on, um, and he'll match up with Sonata after Sonata's bye. And that actually should be a pretty good match. Yeah, and, you know, I, I thought Nakashima looked good here. He he made the most of his timing here with uh, Hanare and getting a little bit of advantage here and, you know, um, showing that young line fire, but at the end he he ran into the, uh, the Rampage tackle, and Hanare gets the win. He's going to move on to face Sonata in round two. 
And then we had in the next tournament matchup, we had Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Rio Oiwa 10 minutes and 35 seconds. Same. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. is making it a um, a tradition to to meet up with a young lion in the first round of the New Japan Cup. Last year it was Gabriel Kidd, and that was an excellent, excellent match. Um, Kidd, obviously, kind of in a different position, especially in regards to relationship with Zack Sabre Jr., but um, this was also... I mean, it's good. It's good to see the young lions go in and mix it up with different types of wrestlers. And Oiwa is very good, I think. And I think this whole crop of young lions, like we've got a couple of years to watch them grow, but they're they're all very good. And I think they've all got a lot of the foundation that you know we would look for in New Japan to be successful. So. You know, good to see them mix it up. Obviously, obvious result, right? You're not going to see Zack Saber Jr. lose to a young lion in the first round of a New Japan Cup. But um, you know what it does set up is Zack Saber Jr. versus Doki in round two, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, I think Doki seems to be running through in in different scenarios and even with different companies. He's he's his thing this year seems to be singles matches against other Suzuki Goon guys. So I think that's um, this is a cool opportunity to to do that in a way that feels natural. Yeah, and I, I think those Suzuki Gun matches, you know, it's almost like a, a battle of respect. And uh, I think Doki's been really shining in some of those battles he's been having, and so it's it's going to be a great matchup. So yeah, then, that'll be, I mean that's a great and and if you think about it, if they had booked that as the first round, like people would be going nuts about it. Uh, yeah. People within this circle, people that have been paying attention to Doki, right? Like, that's the thing. It's like, if you're not paying attention, you don't really think much of it. But as soon as you are, like, really kind of tapped into the product, you know that that's a meaningful match. Yeah. So in the main event on this night, we had Will Ospreay defeating Bushi 12 minutes and 48 seconds. What did you think of this match? I, I thought it was weird. So you, yes, you, you, that's the word, right? <laughs> you would think with a, a show that lost its main event that they would maybe do like a, a twenty-minute main event. These guys go balls to the wall, and we've seen these guys have a great match. Twenty nineteen, absolutely. Um, power struggle, yeah, power struggle. Twenty nineteen, um, best super juniors. These guys have had uh, pretty good matches together in the junior division. So you're thinking, all right, well, it's Will Osprey, one of the best wrestlers in the world, and Bushi, who's fine, who can be carried by Will. And so you're like, all right. This is the main event now. Run it, and we didn't, have a main event, right? Right. We we didn't get that. We got a twelve minute match that could have been an opener on on night one, um, mm-hmm. and then we have the four referee bumps: Red Shoes down, uh, Kento Sato down, Marty Asami down. Um, you had to bring in some of the, the newer refs that they've been debuting recently. It, it was just weird. Like I don't get like why they need those four ref bumps like you know Cobb or O'Connor nobody ran down to help Osprey you know LIJ came down to maybe help Bushi pull an upset it was like maybe they felt because it was the main event they need to add these ref bumps like I don't to me that didn't, didn't make me think oh Bushi might win now because especially nobody ran out it, it was just it, I don't know it's weird Somebody somewhere said they think that the the last referee which is like their newest referee is from Fukushima, mm. so they wanted to somehow work, him, but just assign him the main event. Then, like, we don't have to go through all this to get to get there. So, but I think that they were trying to get some sort of cheap pop 
out of that. Um, and they might have. I don't know. I mean, like, it's hard to, it's kind of hard to tell, but that's what somebody said. And I forget who said that. I wish I could credit them right now, but, um, but they weren't confident in that being the truth. So I couldn't, I couldn't say that with any confidence either. Yeah. It seemed like instead of going the route of have a great match, guys, well, let's do a bunch of like shenanigans and smoke and mirrors to make it feel like a hot angled main event. But it's like, you know, these guys haven't been feuding. There's, they haven't really, I don't know when the last time they even wrestled each other, but it's not like, uh, I mean, it was power struggle. Yeah. And they've had 2019 power struggle, which was a great match. Right, and so like they have like a storied history where they have like, like you know all these matchups and there's like a, a story and a rivalry. It's like they've had some great matchups. Like why not just let them have a great matchup here? Yeah. So yeah, and Osprey was like peak surprised face Will Osprey too, where it's just like a lot of reactionary faces and stuff. And you know, I I want him to get back to like heel badass Will Osprey, um, which hopefully we start to see. Um, yeah. You know, in the you know his next match is with El Fantasmo because he you know obviously he won this match so we've already kind of talked a little bit about that but that that should be I'm hopeful for that match for for both those guys to to put on a show. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. So yeah, Osprey picked up the win here with the hidden blade. Didn't have to didn't use the Stormbreaker here. Puts uh, Bushi away. Cuts his post match promo and you know claims he's going to win the New Japan Cup. And so this will bring us to our last night that we'll review here on this week's show, uh, Night 3, which happened uh, in, on Monday. And so the show opened up. We had the United Empire of Aaron Hanare, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and Will Ospreay, defeating the Great Bash Shield team of Makabe, Hanma, Tanahashi, and Oiwa. Uh, not too many things to really break down here or to analyze. I think the, the big thing is, you know, after the match, all the Empire guys were kind of pointing the trophy and kind of maybe – Friendly, jaw jacking, like, you know, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win kind of thing. So it's going to be interesting if we, if my prediction kind of comes true and we see some Empire versus Empire stuff. Yeah. And I think, I hope for that, to be honest, because I think that that's the last group that we don't, you don't see them fight much, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I would love to see Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay again um, in their current kind of form factor or Great O'Conn against any of them, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see. Right. We'll see where that goes. And I think that it's interesting. They all got through the first round. You know, they seem to do everything together. Right. They right. lose at Wrestle Kingdom together. <laughs> they, they win in the first round of the New Japan Cup together. So, you know, and, and obviously Osprey's got some recent history with the New Japan Cup. So um, there's some some strategy to be had there. And Cobb obviously had a great run through the G1 in Osprey's absence. And Great Okan still establishing himself, and Aaron Hanare, you know, finally got a tournament win, right in round one. So they they should be rolling confident, and and they uh, that is an intriguing storyline to see if they end up crossing paths. Yeah. So then uh, next matchup here we had the Bull Club team of ELP Taiji and Yujiro defeating the LIJ team of Bushi Sonata and Naito. And I think the big here thing here is, uh, you know, the continuation of the whole bulk of storyline that we're talking about. And uh, interesting here, you had Yujiro, how the torture guy teaming mm-hmm. up with your know, normal bull club. And we really, we've kind of rarely seen how the torture really interact with the rest of bull club. And Yujiro's the one guy, like on commentary, you know, Chris Charlton and um, Kevin Kelly were kind of talking about, you know, Yujiro's that one guy that's always kind of jumped from faction to faction and done what's best for him. So is this a thing of where Yujiro's kind of, 
trying to play nice with everybody to so in case he wants to flip to that side of Bullet Club, he can and he's good. Or is it something where evil's like sending Yujiro to do this to kind of keep how the torture good with those guys? So when Jay White comes back, those guys side of how the torture. There's a lot of implications here with uh, this matchup and Yujiro, what exactly his, you know, where his allegiances really lie. Such dramatic things happening in Bullet Club. <laughs> where will Yujiro go? Yes, will he will he be Hollywood? Will he will he be stay with House of Torture? I can see Yujiro be in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean the Tokyo pimp, right? I mean mm-hmm. like he could be the Hollywood pimp for he's sure. He's got got the bleach blonde hair. Yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. Is this man? You know he he's ready to be in Hollywood. Listen, every faction or I guess segment of the Bullet Club needs someone to lay down, <laughs> and you know Yujiro, he's willing. So yeah. You got to keep uh, them around. And, and then again here, we also had uh, tension between ELP and Ishimori. And at this point, Ishimori's over um, ELP, not wanting to throw a super kick. So he did a blind tag when ELP was chewing the band up. And then Ishimori hit um, the, the bloody cross. And then ELP tagged himself back in and ends up hitting the, um, what's his, uh, blanking now, his style CR2? Yeah, CR2. Uh, hits that, gets the the win for the team, and there was a little bit of argument there, and they ended up throwing a two sweet down. So maybe these guys are right. are still um, on on the house of torch side of things for uh, right now. How do you throw it in the middle? Right? Does it come like? Do, do you like to start and like elevate it, or like do you middle? start high and then go low and then like bring it up to like chest height and just right. like push it, like push it forward? Where wow. Jeremy and I are on video, right. and I'm demonstrating you, this you right start, now. You, you start at middle, and you just kind of... You just sh- start at the shoulder. Yeah, and you just kind of shoot forward. it straight. Yeah. Because yeah. now, I mean, there's really kind of three different units, right? So you can't... One's going to take up, one's going to take down, and, like, what, does one do, like, a spin move? Like, do it all around, right? Like, it's like the hokey pokey. Right. Like, or, or do you do, what? like, a, a Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, you jump with it? Oh, and do extra it. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm, there's, that's a possibility. Yeah, interesting. Uh, curious to see how that goes. Like, but someone's got someone's got to take that has to come up at some point. Just a middle like I'm <laughs> yeah. not going up and I'm not going down. I'm gonna shoot shoot it straight across. That seems like a folly thing. Yeah, it's like too much effort to go up or down. <laughs> right. So just, I'm gonna just, just like push a, it. A quick. Yeah, it's a quick like in the middle push. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so after that, we have Sugun, Doki, Despi, Taichi, Kanemaru, and ZSJ. They defeated the Chaos team of Goto, Okada, Yano, Yo, and Yoshihashi. Um, I get not too much to really uh, break down here. Uh, fun uh, multi-man matchup here and kind of building towards some upcoming tournament matches for these guys. Yeah, I the the only real intrigue on some of these undercards is i guess what ends up happening with united empire um if you like if you like that unit nice to see them all in the same place again i guess that's all of them that have ever been in new japan proper at least Mm -hmm. um and then the bullet club stuff and then for some reason like the match before the tournament matches always seems to just be this just like whatever mishmash preview of of what's coming up so no real like story advancement yeah so then we go into our tournament matches of the evening. First tournament matchup, we have the Crown Jewel, Chase Owens, defeating Jado, 7 minutes and 13 seconds. So more uh, Bullet Club storyline playing out here. Yeah. Um, Jado did get a visual tap out from Chase, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. 
on Chase Owens 32nd birthday. So happy birthday to Chase Owens. And um, yeah, but you obviously didn't think you were going to get a second singles match out of Jado here. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, he hasn't won a singles match in almost 3000 days now in his entire career. So that's a stretch, you know, that's, that's my, one of my favorite stats I got to pull up for round one. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so this was a, a match that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it was Chase kind of being, it seemed a little bit aggressive uh, against Jotto. And, you know, Jotto's an interesting piece in this whole book club Civil War because he was really the one that was kind of the manager for Girls of Destiny and, you know, Tama and Tangaloa, those were his guys. And so they got turned on. So where does Jotto, is he, like, kind of playing it cool for right now and waiting to side with those guys? Or is he going to stick with Gato and the Book of Hollywood side? Or is he going to be in the middle? So it's going to be interesting to see where he plays out. But, yeah, it's pretty much just Chase kind of in control most of the most of the match until that one uh, ref bump happened and Jotto got him in, in the uh, cross face and he tapped. Uh, ref comes back in and, you know, Chase hits him with that the big C trigger and uh, gets the win there. And then post-match, he, he tries to take care of Jotto, gets the ice pack yeah. and uh, helps him to the back. Which I guess I guess we can call this like Bullet Club World War Two. Right? <laughs> like I guess I'll just throw the branding out there and see if it picks up. But yeah, which Bullet Club Civil War do you so far do you prefer the like Cody Bucks Cody Kenny whatever one or mm-hmm. this or this kind of like really. I guess ambiguous one that's like really no idea what's going on with anybody. I think um I think right now I would still I'd still like Bull Club War Civil Civil Bull Club World War One. Yeah. Just because it was also <laughs> Yeah, there also was more interesting guys, some bigger stars. Yeah. And it was the first time it kinda happened. I do think though we'll get we might get a better conclusion with this one. Because I don't sure. see anybody leaving to go to a, a start their own company or leave to another company. Uh, Jay, right? Yeah, Jay. I don't. He's not gonna start his own company, I don't think. Right, but, but he he could leave. Maybe a, he Tony Khan was impressed with his AW outings, and so when his contract is up, maybe he's a guy who leaves. But I think within this year, this calendar year, I think all these guys will be set. You know, you know, staying in New Japan, and we can get some kind of conclusion from this World War, and so. Um, I think we'll get a better conclusion here, but I I liked where the first one was going. But we just didn't get the conclusion. Yeah. Do you think we get an all bullet club G one block? I don't know if it's <laughs> an dudes, all, an all, all in the bullet club. Maybe we get one where it's like four. Like you you have a Holly, yeah, right. you, you have yeah. a Hollywood guy, you have a House of Torture guy, you have a Tongan, and then you have someone that's kind of in the middle, all in one block. Yeah. I actually think that'd be kind of fascinating, just right? The the booking and the pathing for that. So, especially um, like by then, we might have yeah. clear battle lines where they are all splintered off and everybody's yeah. in their uh, in their camps. And if that's the case, if there's true, I guess segmented lines, like even at some point, some of these dudes, like House of Torture, is probably not going to continue existing as a subset of the bullet club i don't think right i think right. they're they're the first group that i think just like completely splinters off and is their own thing they kind of already are right um and just kind of like tangentially like attached to bullet club still um that would make things really interesting i think with the if if the g1 can't bring in any 
like outsiders, right? And we've got until summer to figure that out. But um, that would that would that would spice things up a little bit, right? Like, right. and and honestly, you just on the other side of the block, you kind of do the same thing. Like other other dudes, all the Lij guys, put them all in the same block. Like, just make people excited, like about something yes, weird. Sign right? up for more Shingo versus Naito, yeah. Shingo versus Hiromu, Shingo versus Nada. Yeah, and may, and maybe you get a Hiromu in the G one, right? If yeah. he if that's the path he's on, I don't. I think they probably want to wait on that, but um, yeah, who knows? Like, there's there's some options they could do to spice things up, and I know I'm kind of fantasy booking out into yeah. the the distant future here, but the Bullet Club stuff is it is front of mind. They've got enough of the guys in on these shows that now they're really starting to advance some stuff there. Right, and then you got you know stuff happening on Impact with um, Jay White and God directly. Huge stuff. So that Huge. that that's going on. So that's kind of helping things here on the West Side. So yeah, a lot of things going on here in the states and in Japan. I think I think people are interested in what's kind of going on and where it's all uh, going to end up. Yeah, well, we saw it in LA. Like in the U.S., Bullet Club is a really important group um, to I guess the more casual side of the New Japan fandom. Like that crowd in LA was way into Jay White, and Jay White had very little redeeming qualities that it's about him at that point. But he he was the babyface in LA because people love Bullet Club. So. Right, and it's just one of those brands. You know, it, it's a parody of the NWO. You look at the NWO people. I still see people wearing NWO shirts. Yeah. That there's always NWO reunions. I mean, Two K Twenty Two video game. NWO is a big part of that, and I, I think people they, they love NWO even to this day. And if you, you get NWO reunion, people pop. And I think Bull Club is almost kind of in that way. It's oh, yeah. par- it's, NWO. It's that, in that. It's in that space. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so it's one of those things. Even though it's not the Bucks and Kenny or any of those guys or AJ or even Balor, mm-hmm. uh, you see that Bull Club logo and you you think back to those good times, and you're like, yeah, I love Bull Club and. You know, G.O.D., I've seen them in the States, and people love G.O.D. as well. Oh, yeah. And um, So there's still a lot of Bull Club guys that people love, and they love that branding and the feeling that, that that logo gives them. And so I think people are still invested in this brand. I know people are thinking, you know, it's been, you know, however long it's been, eight years, however long they've been going, it's like kind of over it. They want people want it to go away, but they still make money. People are still invested. And like we, we saw in L.A., you know, Jay White's coming out there. People pop like crazy. Loved him. He's too sweet and everybody, and it, it was still over. Yeah, people love that shirt too. It's a classic black and white shirt. You can't go wrong. Right, and I mean, there's so many ver- versions of that yep. shirt. So, um, yeah, it, it's a money maker, and people are still invested. So, we'll and that's why happens. I don't think it'll ever go away. I think right. I think New Japan will have a ver- some sort of version of Bullet Club on their roster. I I don't want to say till the end of time. But it's they're never gonna kill it, right? Until it gets to the point, maybe unless the shirt sales go away. Well, at some it, point. it's gonna get to the point where like everyone who's ever been in Bullet Club is now a dad, right? And, like, <laughs> right, yeah. That's at the point where you probably just stop like really, really referencing it. But I don't know. They keep bringing in some young guys. Jay White's got plenty of plenty of life left in him as as a leader, right? And he's mm-hmm. got he could make a turn. You could go babyface Bullet Club. I don't know. That seems a little weird, but I think they could try it. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of activity they could they could have there. Yeah. So we move on to the next match. We had Evil defeating Rizuki Taguchi seven minutes and twenty six seconds. 
Uh, we had Taguchi coming out, um, dressed up as Lij Evil. He, he, <laughs> that he, was good. <laughs> he had the dollar store uh, skull mask, a plastic scythe. Um, you know this, this big goofy coat on. Uh, takes the mask off. He has this like you know the the old like evil heavy like dark eyeliner on, on the eyes and just look like a complete goofball. This is so good. Um, just for. a whatever a first round new japan cup match i don't know that was pretty good i didn't i didn't expect much out of it but that was that was the moment of the match too really yeah. there's not there's not much more to say yeah it's what you expect again it's one of those situations you close your eyes and envision a house of torture evil versus taguchi a lots of hip attacks a lot of shenanigans um obviously they're evil grabbing the ref and they're being ref bumps and togo uh, getting involved, um, and you know, Taguchi trying, trying his best. He got an ankle lock on both Evil and Togo. Uh, Togo ended up tapping out, but also he's not the in in the match, and he eventually gets out. And Evil hits everything is Evil on Taguchi and gets the win. Yeah, easy peasy. Yeah, and sets so, up Evil to move on. I know I'm sure we'll go through the second round match, but the next matches since we were just talking about Bullet Club. I think it's important to note that the next evil match is evil versus Tamatanga. So that's, there's something there. Something yeah, to brewing. That's going to be a big match. I know um, Tama tweeted out that picture of like him in the dojo with evil. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I, I trust him. We know last time in the G1, it didn't seem like he uh, really trusted him and wanted to do anything with House of Torture. And so this match, again, is going to be interesting to see if evil tries to play it straight with Tama here to sound his good side, or is evil just more concerned about House of Torture and, what not what's going on with god and j mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we move on to the semi-main event of the evening we had hiromu takahashi defeating show 15 minutes and 45 seconds yeah i really wish show could just like wrestle wrestle because <laughs> he's pretty good at it um and hiromu obviously He's also very good at it. Um, and these guys have had, I mean, regardless of how you felt about it, the 35 minute match, I guess at the beginning of 2021, was it? It's like a really kind of long main event style junior heavyweight championship match. I think it was on the new beginning tour. I yeah. Wrong. Um, that was, there was a, so much good that they could have drawn out of that. Um, and show, I just don't think he's that good at this heel thing yeah um i just don't think it's working i don't think he's that good at it i know they need a junior and you know all that blah blah right you build a faction in in new japan and you're gonna get a tag team a junior heavyweight at at every level and then you're gonna get some kind of miscellaneous stuff a pin eater etc but like i just don't think this role is fitting show all that well and i think it's because like his style is it doesn't lend itself to like slow and methodical uh, right the way he, i think evils does right if i'm looking at people in house of torture like evil style lends itself and has always lended itself to this type of stuff and show i'm sorry karen it's <laughs> just not it's not working for me it's not landing for me like i i i kind of like some of the evil stuff Right. And I know people have really, really strong feelings about it, but like I like his lane and his lane is very clear. And I think Show's lane is really clear too, but 
it's it's not working nearly as well and maybe it's because they didn't they haven't established him with like a big run where he's been successful right right a run with the junior championship a run where he beats Hiromu in the first round of the new japan cup and advances right like something like that that establishes this new mindset as something that works to bring success and the thing is right now with show we haven't seen it bring him any success but he's still going back to the well and i think that that's a misalignment of i guess priorities for him as a wrestler in kayfabe yeah um yeah i just it's it's so hard to get invested in this match especially with all i mean honestly so at the beginning of this match he Hiromu was coming out and he drags her he, he attacked Hiromu with a chair backstage and drags Hiromu out and literally from that like I had a hard time getting invested yeah. just from that I'm like really this is how we're starting this thing already with the shenanigans like he couldn't give us five minutes right yeah like kind of like the the usual Naito match like you know usual was trying to play it straight and, mm-hmm. and then we got the interference like you couldn't give us like these guys that's like having their normal matchup and then you go to the house of torture crap um, yeah, or even like Hiromu with like the face where he's like waiting for it or always looking behind him or something. Right. You know, like there's there's a way to play it up a little bit for a little while and then and see where it lands. But yeah, no, it's it's not landing for me. I I I want it to because I I don't want to hate stuff, right? Like I don't hate watch this stuff. Like I I really really enjoy New Japan, obviously. Um, and like I said, I've come around on on a lot of the evil stuff when it's like slotted in that middle never division and. You know, when he's just beating the shit out of Ryusuke Taguchi, like that all makes sense to me, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, the show stuff, n- nothing has hit me with show that says, like, this is good. Right. Yeah. It's just not been, yeah, fun at all. And this matchup, you know, uh, Hiromu pretty much uh, fighting from underneath uh, the majority of the match, and we're getting all the Howard Torture shenanigans. Um, at the end of the match, um, Show pushes uh, Hiromu into a ref, hits a low blow, tries to use a wrench again, but Hiromu ducks. Hiromu then uh, runs Show into an exposed turnbuckle. Yujiro hits the ring and gets involved. Yujiro uh, drops Hiromu with the cane. Show then hits the cross arm pile driver. Uh, Hiromu kicks out of that, reverses the shock arrow into a quick roll up, and gets the, the flash pin surprise uh, victory over Show. And that will set Hiromu up to face Suzuki in the next round. Which will be great. Well, it has potential to be great. Yeah. Uh, it should be better than this match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you go through and play the hits with Suzuki, that's still better than this. Yeah. It's better than show, right? <laughs> and Hiromu, yeah, that should be all right. Yeah. So then the main event of the evening, absolute Whew. banger. The dragon Shingo Takagi defeated the Stone Pitbull Tomohiro Ishii 23 minutes and 32 seconds. I thought I was tired of Shingo versus Ishii, and I was wrong about my own opinion because this was as good as they can do. Such heights, such highs. Um, I mean, just these guys, they have just this immeasurable chemistry with each other. And 
you know, I want this rivalry, or I guess it's rivalry at this point. Like, I want it to be a little more even, right? I want there to be more Ishi wins, I guess, in the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it, right? Shingo's Shingo's the hot hand still. But yo, these guys beat the hell out of each other, and they had a great match. And I had watched a lot of wrestling, um, right? Because there's so much on that AEW show that was so mm-hmm. enjoyable. I had obviously kept up with all the New Japan shows, you know, last week and all the all the tournament matches. And this was kind of the last match of that cycle for me, right? Of like, I'm just going to watch a ton of wrestling until I can't watch wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking that I would be kind of drained, like this being kind of the really, truly the main event of round one. Not even just of this show, but it's the last match of round one and also just like the most questionable match of round one. And my God, they did it again. And at 23 minutes, it was just kind of the right amount of time. And they they went through their paces, but in a way that it was, I mean, it was a G1 level sprint. And I really, really enjoyed this match. It really kind of reestablished Shingo as a strong player in the tournament too which I think is was important if he was going to be someone who moved moved into round two. And um, yeah, I mean, I know that you're, you probably have a colored opinion being as you were in the building for Revolution, but this was just as good as anything that I, I watched this weekend. Oh, absolutely. And I, very similar boat to you where I watched, like I mentioned earlier, I watched a ton of wrestling this weekend and you know driving back to tampa monday morning i was kind of tired i was like let me watch this new japan show and you know everything else before it was it was fine and i was just like as i felt like i was burnt out i was like yes it's all fine and then shingo ishi comes i'm like yeah i'm sure it's gonna be great and it gets going i'm like yes yeah this this is what i like and i'm up i'm up off the couch i'm I'm energized all of a sudden i'm watching this thing and they're they're throwing their bombs or larry gets their chops and uh, you know, especially the, the towards the end there, where they had all the one count kick out. So um, yes, Shingo, oh, I love the one count kick out. Yes, it's my uh, favorite New Japan trope. Yeah, Ishii hits a, a snap German. Shingo pops up, and then Ishii knocks him back down for Lariat. Shingo kicks out at one. Shingo then reverses the brain, but hits a brain with his own. Ishii kicks out at like point like zero point nine. Zero point nine. Well, Chris Charlton or whoever just yelling zero point nine like yes. it wasn't even one. I love that. And they're just hitting these big moves and kicking out at one. It was it was epic. Like you can tell the crowd, even though they couldn't cheer, like. Yep. The claps they were intense. To. Yeah, and it was just like the atmosphere, like you feel that big fight feel. And honestly, I would, this could potentially be the best match up of the weekend if you include all the Revolution and Rampage stuff. Um, I'm like four and three quarters on this thing, and I, yeah. I think the highest I went on anything on AEW was like four and a half. Um, so, Depends what you like, right? Like, yeah. AEW had the big story matches, and really big blow-offs right like and, mm-hmm. and that's all that's all great and it depends it, it does it depends what you're looking at but man for like new japan tournament house style matches this was the cookie cutter and but in the in the best way in the absolute best way okay so like i'm gonna explain this in a in a way that's c- probably kind of funny so like i watch new japan uh very frequently very similarly to the people that are in the new japan building in that i cannot cheer because I'm watching it on my, I have a 16 inch laptop and I'll watch the shows on the laptop and have the Twitter, you know, machine open on my, on my phone. 
but my wife is asleep next to me mm. because it's like three in the morning. You know, we've talked about this on the show. I'm a, yeah. I'm a mostly a live watcher of New Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where if I do like this, if I go... <gasps> like at the end of a match when it finally ends like it almost always like wakes up either my dogs or my wife and my wife will be like good show this morning and i'll be like yeah i'm, I'm doing all right like you know like i don't get to get up and joe lanza stand and pace but like if i make that noise like but that's the noise that comes out of people's you know that's the vocalized noise of japanese pro wrestling right now too so i feel for them and i cheer in my heart but I also like, I sometimes just can't help the reaction. And this was one of those matches when it ended, I was like, oh, it's actually over. Like they actually ended it a little bit sooner than I thought they would, but I think they, they ended it at, at the peak. And I think the previous couple of Shingo Ishii matches, uh, really ever since their first match, I think went a little further past the peak because they did a little bit more like main event style. Mm-hmm. And this one was just a, classic like you could have put the never open weight championship on this in mm. 2017 and like this would have really hit the hit the mark there so this is a match i cannot recommend higher um and i i think you know it's going to end up near my match of the year list even as a first round new japan cup match and that's that says something because that's not usually a space where you see those types of matches Right, and I forget exactly what Kevin Kelly's comments were, but he said something along the line, yeah, this could be, like, the, the best New Japan match of the year. And he said we're kind of victim of being in the present. Um, we sure, had, yeah. had a lot of great matches at Wrestle Kingdom, but this was kind of right up there with some of the, you know, the Osprey, Shingo, and, um, I mean, Osprey and Okada and Okada and Shingo. Um, that was kind of right up there with that, that level of quality. And, yeah, this is going to be one of those things where this could be the best matchup of the whole tournament. I mean, also, we still have a lot of top guys in there, and there's potential for a lot of great matchups down the end as we get to later rounds. But as of right now, like this could easily walk away as the best match of the tournament. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's going to be hard to top. Um, and as you get deeper in the tournament, obviously, there's there's going to be the chance to do it. But oof, remember this one. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. This was yeah. also this show was also free. It's free on New Japan World. So that is um, that should help the visibility of of such a great match. Definitely, and what a match to give away for free. Yeah, and I know a lot of people. You're probably like us. You probably watched a lot of wrestling this weekend. You probably felt like you were burnt out. Well, you know now you know get on get on it. Log on New Japan World. It's free. If you don't have a subscription, watch this matchup because I'm guarantee it's going to be talked about throughout the year later in the year where grapple lists are coming out and people are voting in the uh, voice of wrestling and observer and all that stuff. Like this matchup's going to be thrown out there. Yeah. I don't think they've split up the matches for that card yet. So I will, by the time anyone's hearing this, I'll figure out the timestamp for this particular match and I'll, I'll put a tweet up with it. Nice. But yeah, cause I mean, this was like, if you are short on time and, you're just trying to watch the highlights of the tournament. Like this is definitely the must watch from this show and from pretty much this whole run of shows. Yeah. I mean, the only other one that I would really put even close to this level of like, you should really watch it would be Desperado and Okada. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a uh, great matchup as well. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, the first round we were talking about it off air, very kind of chalk picks. You had a couple of pickums, but nothing, you know, obviously Shingo and Ishii, you were going to see um, people who could think that would go either way. And uh, but other than that, 
there wasn't much there weren't there wasn't the big shock right and that's right. part of me thinks that like and I, I think i've even said it already tonight like we're we are just now heading into like the traditional first round right the round of thir- 32 and now we've got some more potential for um i guess for for an upset that might be kind of meaningful say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill yeah, uh, overall, yeah, just really, really good um, opening of the tournament here. And, yeah, I think we're on board for some uh, more great matchups here. Uh, there was a question I missed uh, here from Dark Soldier. He says in the show, Hiromu match, he said Kevin Kelly literally said that the House of Torture antics are killing the business. First, Frank Gott says Holly Race is killing the business with his flying headbutt and hair. Then Stone Cold killing the business with his middle fingers. And the Bucks are killing the business, according to Jim Cornette. And now how the torture are killing the business. How many people are killing the business? How many? Um, everyone. Uh, they're <laughs> all killing the business. Um, I'm killing the business with statistics in pro wrestling. <laughs> I've, I've been told that. So I, I'd like my myself added to the list. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, 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 it's hard to say that House of Torture is killing any business because of the covid situation and and restrictions that still exist in japan um though they've been lifted most other places in the world but i think once we see the ability to have a full house in japan and for people to cheer and boo it may be killing the business because i think that there's there's a lot of eye rolls i think that happen with all the house torture stuff so we'll see we'll see or maybe it's super over and people really hate it and it's got actual heat we yeah, will find out we'll hopefully find sooner it. than later. Yeah, the, the scary thing for me, there was that one Corkin show. I saw a bunch of evil towels yeah. in the crowd, and I know I know Corkin's usually the smart crowd, and they're kind of in like they kind of go against the grain, or they kind of like the people they like. And evil's always been popular, especially yep. in Japan. And I remember in Dallas for the the press conference, he came out and people were losing their mind. I, I didn't understand it. So there's something about evil that he has that kind of charisma that people like his presence, maybe more presence, that presence that people kind of draw to him and like him for whatever reason. And so this could be one of those things. Yeah, we, we get audible crowds again, and they're in on it. They're they're booing. They're they they like the heat, and um, I'm hoping that's not the case because I, I really don't <laughs> want to see more of this stuff. And you know, quote unquote, it's not killing the business because obviously the business is still here and it's still going but um you know you, you see a shingo versus ishii and you see the way the crowd is reacting to that and that's the stuff that people want versus the how the torture stuff so hopefully we, we swing more in the the ishii shingo route going forward and kind of taper off some of the evil stuff a little bit We've been talking about that for two years now. Year and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It all does tie back to the New Japan Cup, though, right? That was the first. That was the turn. 
So that is, it did make for a memorable moment uh, for this particular tournament. So, you know, maybe who knows, who knows what that really means. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned uh, no big uh, first round upsets here. And uh, you mentioned a lot of people, I think were maybe looking at the Shingo Ishii match, but even for me, like yet that also Ishii's beaten Shingo before. And these guys had this kind of, kind of rivalry, but, we were talking about this before we went on the air. You know, Shingo, he's a different man now. He was the world champion. He was in a main event in the Tokyo Dome. He's a little bit higher up on the, the pecking uh, pole, the totem pole now than he was, say, even, you know, two years ago. Even so, last year's New Japan Cup. Yeah. Right? I mean, and he was a finalist in last year's New Japan Cup. So... That's something and, in its own way. And last year, like Kevin Kelly mentioned, like he he ran through all like four former yep. New Japan Cup winners to get to those finals. Like he's he's on a different level now. And I, I thought it would have been similar to how maybe not as drastic, but people similar to Despy beating Okada. I don't think that would be good business. I don't think it would have been good business for Ishii to beat Shingo here. Um, I, I think Shingo is still coming off momentum as being world champion and having those great matches towards the end of the year and then having the the great dome match with Okada I think a lot of people uh want to see Shingo get back on saddle and challenge again and I think you're gonna make I think they definitely elevated his stock and you can make some money putting Shingo in the main event some of these shows and I think people I mean Shingo's been pretty quiet since he lost that um that championship match but I mean in the last 365, he was 20 and five in singles matches, and most of that, and with nine hours of ring time in 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 a year, which is right up there, getting sniffing up on Will Ospreay's big year in 2019 when he had, um, he had not quite or at, at as many matches, and then almost two hours more ring time. But I mean, Shingo hitting almost 10 hours of ring time in a in a calendar year in singles matches most of them as a champion of some sort because this does some of it was his never run too but man he is still he's still up there but he like i said he'd been a little quiet after he lost the championship at at tokyo dome and i think this is a great reminder that he's still a, a main event player i think i think new japan has turned shingo takagi into a a true main eventer that they can kind of heat up and cool down as they go and people will continue to buy into it because he's awesome yeah, I mean, during the Golden Series, he was in a lot of multi-mans, but he was the main one picking up the wins. He's getting the wins, yeah. In those multi-mans. So even though um, he wasn't in a, in a big singles program during the Golden Series, they were racking those wins up for him and, you know, keeping him heated up. And so at, at any point, like, he gets back into a towel shot, it, it makes a ton of sense. And Shingo's got a pretty clear path through, um, well, you would think, right? Through, the, through at least a little bit further into this tournament, he's got... Um, Tangaloa next in the in the next round, and then after that he gets the winner of Chase Owens versus Tiger Mask. Assuming he gets through Tangaloa, assuming he gets through that, he could end up with any of Evil, Tamatanga, Hiromu Takahashi, and Minoru Suzuki. So like that's really when you start to see Shingo threatened, which would be I guess the quarterfinals. Yeah. So I think we're going to see some some more Shingo singles matches here. Um, that would that would be my bet. I I guess Tangaloa would be a candidate because of all the Bullet Club stuff to have an upset in the round of thirty two here. But I think that that's 
about as that's a pretty pretty hefty long shot yeah well let's take a look at some of the upcoming nights that we have coming up this week so tournament will pick back up on wednesday march 9th so by the time you're listening to this it's probably already aired so March 9th, we have a 4.30 a.m. Eastern start time for night four. We'll have uh, some multi-man matches. So opening up the show, we'll have Tanahashi and Tiger Mask versus Bad Luck Fale and Chase. Then we'll have Gato and Cho. So very interesting there. We have, uh, you know, Bull Club Hollywood and Hell of Torture teaming up against Bushi and Naito. Another Bull Club match, we have uh, a mix-up again here. We have ELP, Evil, Ishimori, and Yujiro. So a mix here. That Bull Club uh, units taking on the United Empire, Hanare, Okan, Cobb, and Osprey. And then uh, we'll have Suzuki Gun, Doki, Suzuki, and Taichi taking on Hiromu, Sonata, and Shingo. And then that will bring us to the tournament matches. We'll have Hiroki Goto versus Dick Togo, Yoshinobu Kanemaru versus Shima, and Kalusha Okada versus Master Wato. Yeah, and that's all at Korokin, but there's not a lot to sink your teeth into and in the way of the second round matches that particular set of um new japan cup tournament matches those all look pretty clear but i am curious to see how they play out with kanemaru versus shima but i like i said earlier like shima is kind of the most intriguing uh member of this tournament for me so far so um but otherwise you get okada in the main event at korkin He's on an 18-match win streak at Corican Hall in singles matches. So um, I don't foresee Master Watto being the person to break that win streak. Um, but you got to figure that part of, I think, what's happening is they uh, there's a lot of people in the locker room that are um, rooting for Master Watto to be successful. And I think putting him in there with Okada, um, you know, hopefully you see another match close to the style that you got with El Desperado where um, maybe they build up to, to um, Watto having at least some semblance of a chance to win the match. But, you know, ultimately it's going to be a pretty uh, clear victory there, but yeah, Cork and Hall, hopefully, hopefully kind of a hotter Cork and Hall crowd. They, people seem to turn up for the tournament uh, matches that happen in, in Cork. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. And when you said the uh, 4.30 a.m. Eastern time, it made me greatly look forward to this time next week when I get to sleep an extra hour because um, the United States will change its clocks, or most of the United States changes its clocks, and Japan doesn't, which means I get an extra hour of sleep, even though, in theory, I'm losing an extra hour of sleep in normal in the normal world. <laughs> So, because my Corkins will start to start at four thirty my time instead mm. of three thirty, which three the difference between three thirty and four thirty is it's, massive. It's, it's a big difference. That's pretty significant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we always need to live the Kota Ibushi life and get that like what was that the twenty five hour days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this should be um, all right. Show. I mean, uh, I expect Goto to also easily beat Dick Togo. I think we're in agreement that Shima's probably going to end up beating Kanamaru here and, and go a little bit further in the tournament. And then uh, Kimanachi Okada is probably going to beat Wato. But I do feel this is a very important match for Wato, uh, mm-hmm. being in there with Okada. This is a match where you kind of like you were saying, like, he can pull something like Despy did. I think that the Okada Dusty match that, that really helped Despy um, in his, uh, raise his stock and just kind of show what he can do in a big main event situation. 
and there's been so much criticism on Watch Hill. I think he could, you know, shut some doubters up here, especially with his, you know, comments talking about him being as good as Kiyomiya uh, over in uh, Noah. And so if he really wants to prove that, I think having a, a great matchup here with Okada could help um, kind of shut some doubters up on him. Yeah, I think he needs it. And I think I, it, it is a big test for him. So looking forward to it. Then for night five, that'll be Thursday, March 10th, again with a 4.30 a.m. Eastern start time. We'll have a six or nine teaming up with Hanuma to take on Doki, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. of Stukun. We'll have the Chaos team of Goto, Okada, and Yo taking on the House of Torture team of Dick Togo, Evil, and Sho. Then we'll have the LIJ team of Bushi, Sonata, and Chingo taking on the United Empire team of Aaron Hanare, Great Okan, and Will Ospreay. And then we have four tournament matchups here in the second round. We'll have Yoshihashi versus Kosei Fujita, Gato versus Tetsuya Naito, Satoshi Kojima versus Jeff Cobb, and the main event of Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Fale. Upset special, Bad Luck Fale, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, that's what I had on my bracket. We know the history of Fale and Tanahashi. Fale is a guy who's beaten uh Tanahashi in New Japan Cups and in G1s and kind of has that that experience over you know being Tanahashi and so it's something that they could easily do it would make a ton of sense and like we've talked about there hasn't there was no real first round upset but now as we've kind of narrowed the field and get more into that traditional like you mentioned like the real start of the tournament with sorry two man um bracket here that we now will have with some guys eliminated it, this could be your real kind of first round upset here with Fale beating Tanahashi. Yeah, and I could go either way on what I hope to happen, but I think that there's a chance there. It's worth worth noting, worth putting out there. So if it's right, we can pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, I think that's the only real upset that's going to happen here. I think Cobb is is going to mow through Kojima, Naito is going to beat Gato, and then Yoshihashi is going to beat Fujita. Uh, so kind of pretty again. Very chalk tournament, very kind of predictable. Um, but they, so far, uh, yeah, I, I think Cobb and Kojima should be uh, pretty fun. Uh, yeah, you would think that they'll Kojima still can go, and he still wants to go, and he right. Um, and Cobb, I, I think, has a lot of respect for that generation, and especially Kojima. So um, I would think that they would they would put their best foot forward. Plus, it's the semi main. They put them in the semi main over you know a, a match with Naito. Right. So I, I think that that's um, notable, at least. Yeah. So then uh, night six will be on Saturday, uh, March 12th. Got a uh, 3 a.m. Eastern start time here on Saturday. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, the worst. The 2 a.m. start for me in central time is it's so confusing because I'm like, do I bother sleeping or do I just get up at two like nothing makes any sense yeah so those are tough uh so that they, one's in aichi right yeah yeah so this show will open up we have fujita hanuma and yuto nakashima taking on six or nine and oiwa then we have tanahashi tiger mask and yo versus the bull club team of balak fale chase owens and gato then we'll have chaos team of goto okada and yoshihashi versus the house of torture dick togo evil and yudro then we'll have Suzuki Gun, Desperado, Suzuki, Taichi, and Taka versus LIJ, Bushi, Hiromu, Shingo, and Naito. Then four more second round tournament matchups. We'll have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Doki, Taiji Ishimori versus Great Okan, 
ELP versus Will Ospreay. And then a main event, the U.S. champ, Sonata, will take on Aaron Hanare of the United Empire. This is a low-key has the chance to uh, to be the tournament match or the tournament show of the second round. Like, these four matches are all... Um, there's no real shoe-in, I guess. You know, there, there, there could be some question of who's going to win some of these matches, I guess. Or at least you know that some of these guys are going to put up a fight, right? Like, Zack Sabre Jr. Doki should be awesome. Like, that's yeah. going to be an awesome match. And then Great Okan, Taiji Ishimori, like... Okan, haven't seen him really go with like a high stakes match against a junior. Um, and I think that that's an interesting dynamic in its own way. Ishimori is a really good wrestler and he's not like a big high flyer. So like he's the right style of junior, I think, to go in there with Great Okan. So I'm expecting that to be really good. Osprey El Fantasma, we've already talked about. Uh, if, if they put their best foot forward, they can have the match of the tournament too. Um, even though it's in the semi-main, right? But, like, those guys have had really, really awesome matches. And then Sonata Hanari, I think this is a chance for Hanari to step up and say he's he can go in a singles match, right? And, and Sonata's looked good lately, so I can't complain about Sonata being in the main event here. And he's the U.S. champ, so he's got something a little extra to fight for in, in the sense of kind of protecting the... Um, protecting that championship. So we, I think we talked at length last week of who beats Sonata, and I think there's a outside chance that this is one of those upsets of the tournament. Yeah, especially with it in the main event. You, you look at ELP and Osprey, especially with the history that they've had mm-hmm. in the junior division and in Rev Pro. Um, Osprey, you know, being former world champion, you would think, all right, that's that should be the main event. Um, but they they put the Sonata Hanare match in the main event. Sonata is the U.S. champ, but with that match being in the, in the main event, I feel upset alert. And I, I right. do feel like this is a, a platform to elevate uh, Aaron Hanare. Got the main event of the show. I think A, he can prove that he can wrestle in a main event and uh, do a main event style, not just be an opener or be stuck in a tag team. And then I think it helps set him up, like we talked about last week, to get that U.S. title match and, again, just do something a little bit more of him. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope for that, honestly. Yeah. But we'll see. And then that would set up, that would continue on the path to getting some of that. Uh, oh, no, that would. If if he wins and Osprey wins, they, they're meeting in the next round. Yeah. Um, and that's, I I love that. You know, I love when that, that all comes together. Because then, then I think, obviously, you see Hinari get knocked out, right? You rarely see the, I guess, subordinate win. Um, in a tournament match, right? In the sense of an interfaction match, so that's something to keep an eye out for if, if that's something you're hoping for. Yeah, you know, you also mentioned the Empire, they win together, they lose together, and on this night, I, I think we're gonna get a, a sweep here. You know, Okan beat Ishimori, okay, Osprey sure. beats Phantasmo, and Honari beats Nada, so we'll have the Empire all winning together here and advancing. Um, and mm-hmm. then like you mentioned that puts Osprey against Hanare, and then if Osprey beats Hanare and Okan wins his next match, and you got Okan versus Osprey, which is kind of what I was predicting of Osprey ha- having these, these battles with some of these Empire guys. Yeah, and I'm here for it. I hope that's part of the story. Um, that would be great fun for everybody. Yeah, look, looking and it's I think that. it's time. Like the United Empire's kind of established itself enough over the last say what was it? What's it been? Year and a half or so? 
about like, that yeah some and that. they haven't had any matches against each other for for no reason at all um and here we are in the new japan cup right where will osprey won the new new japan cup last year and in theory i guess if you're looking at the bracket challenge jeff cobb is the favorite to win the the new japan cup this year so um definitely something to keep an eye out on and that that i think could be a really cool wrinkle a more enjoyable wrinkle than like all the bullet club shenanigans uh in the sense of like interfection um inter-unit challenges yeah so yeah so night six should be um that should be a good show pretty good show yeah and definitely could end up being like best one of the better (laughs) tournament nights so then we move on now to night seven which will be coming up on sunday march uh 13th with a 8 a.m eastern start time and wait what time uh eight well on new japan world it says at 8 a.m eastern that doesn't make any sense and 11 p.m pacific time and 7 a.m gmt i don't think that's right it's four o'clock japan time and it's which in the amagasaki memorial park gymnasium hyogo wait let me do my little calculator here I don't think it's an 8 a.m. start time. What are we doing here? Calculator, Tokyo. Of course, it doesn't work. It's great audio. <laughs> Never mind. Move on. Yeah, I'll uh, come back to it. Maybe it's wrong. E- either way, it's on, it's on Sunday. Um, so show will open up. We'll have uh, Bishimon, Goto, and Yoshiashi teaming up with Washi to take on Zugans, Taichi, Taka, and Zack Sabre Jr. Then Zugans, Doki, and Desperado, they'll take on the House of Torture team of Show and Yujiro. We'll have the Bullet Club team of Fale, ELP, Gato, and Taiji Shimori versus the United Empire, uh, Hanare, Okan, Cobb, and Osprey. Chaos team of Okada and Yo teaming with Tanahashi to take on Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. And then we'll have the conclusion of the second round here with the last four matches. We'll have Tiger Mask versus Chase Owens, Shingo Takagi versus Tangaloa, Tama Tonga versus Evil, and a main event of Minoru Suzuki versus Hiromu Takahashi. Love that they put that in the main event um, as they kind of booked through round two here. Because that should be that'll be an interesting match, you know. I think um, I think that's one that we could see go either way in theory, right? Mm-hmm. Though I think um, Suzuki has some things to do, right? He's he's got to get on that plane and run another another run through America. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that particular match. And actually, most most of that show looks like it should be pretty good too. Um, the evil Tomatonga match is 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 curious. Um, it does look like Hiromu is the pick'em favorite in the um, Hiromu Suzuki match, so that is something. Um, looks like let's see, let's see the math. Fifty-eight percent of the Pick'em participants that had that match. So, which is most, um, to be honest, um, picked Hiromu to win that match. So it's not a huge, um, 
not a huge favorite, but it's interesting to see a junior like Hiromu as the favorite, uh, as the pick'em favorite over Suzuki. Yeah, well, I'm sure it kind of helps with Suzuki with a bunch of U.S. dates. If you're plugged in, you know yeah. he, he has to fly over pretty soon. Um, so I'm sure people all, that that probably weighed into it. But also, I feel like you know Hiromu has been um, pushed. We've seen him in, in G or was he? He wasn't in G. He was in the 2020 New Japan Cup. Yeah, 2020 New Japan um, Cup, and he went he went pretty far. Yeah, he had some wins over uh, some heavyweights there. He beat Ishii. He beat Hanma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've seen Hiromu kind of kind of reach that edge of getting ready to maybe go to never stop, do some heavyweight stuff. Um, so it's not out of the, the question here for Hiromu to get a win over Suzuki. Like you mentioned, this is like the real first round. And so this would be like that first round upset of having uh, Hiromu uh, beat Suzuki. And, you know, Hiromu's kind of been out of the junior title picture. You know, he lost to Despi at Wrestle Kingdom and, they, they really haven't done anything with him. He hasn't even challenged for like a new tag title recently. Um, so he's kind of been in limbo and is kind of out of the mix. And so I think this is a way you kind of heat him up and get him in the mix and doing something with some heavyweights, which then could potentially lead to a open weight title match. I mean, Evil is the current never open weight champ. Um, Evil's best uh, double title defense, in my opinion. For oh, match yeah, quality was, was Hiromu. Um, so you, you could have uh, bills up so you can get Hiromu versus Evil for a never title match uh, down the line and potentially even have Hiromu be the one to beat Evil. Um, that that could be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I think you have to do something new with Hiromu besides him just kind of being the face of the junior division and, and, and dominating these guys. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think now's the time, right? And I think now's the time to make him into a... a a real full-blown main eventer for, for new Japan. And I think he's got the charisma to do it. It's just a matter of if they're willing to do it with someone uh, of his stature. Cause mm. as we talked about earlier, Rome is a short guy, but I mean, is he, is he any shorter than Chingo? I, yeah, that's a good question. I'd have to look at a picture or a video of them. together. I, I, I get Chingo's a little bit more. Shingo's- both. Way more like big and barrel chested, right? So, Hiromu has had some. There's been some times in his career where he looks like beefed up, though. Mm-hmm. So he can, he's got it in him. So, yeah, yeah and I, I think Hiromu's path forward is interesting too. I can, we can all hope for Hiromu to buzz through Suzuki and then beat, say, Evil or Tamatanga, whoever moves through and gets a Hiromu Shingo, because that's a match that I think everyone would want to see. Yeah. See, so again, this this could be uh, a pretty good night as well. And there's also, I think, another upset alert with Tama Tonga and Evil, with so much focus on what's happening with Tama and Jay White. I think you could have Tama Tonga beat Evil, which again might cause some issues with Bull Club and how to torture, um, and get Tama going a little bit further in this tournament. Um, and who knows, maybe you have. Jay tells somebody to screw Tama eventually, or even in this match, and mm-hmm. uh, does Evil, like I mentioned earlier, try to play it straight with Tama and try to wrestle clean, or is it going to be similar to what we saw in G1 last year, where Evil's pulling out all the shenanigans and doesn't care and just trying to uh, beat Tama at any cost? Yeah, I think that that's a match that will set something up for the future. I don't know what, but that is... Um 
again, and you're right, in, in upset special, because Tamatanga beat freaking Okada in the G1, right? Like, this is a dude that is meaningful in New Japan, right? Like, mm-hmm. even as a single, he had a good kind of beginning of a good run there in the G1. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's out of the question at all. And then that really would start some, some, uh, there would be some smoke to some flames with the Bullet Club uh, battles. Yeah. Uh huh. Then uh, speaking of Chase to to beat Tiger Mask, and then uh, pretty sure Shingo beat Tangaloa. Like you mentioned, it could potentially be, but I mean, again, Shingo's on a different level. Maybe if this was never Shingo, Tangaloa can can pull upset and you, you get a never title match. But this is you know former world champion, former main eventer Shingo. I don't I don't think he should be eating any losses to Tangaloa. Yeah, unless they really want to get to an all Bullet Club round three. True. Yeah. In in this little quadrant, so because the they're in theory you could go Tangaloa, Chase Owens, either Evil or Tamatanga, and then well I guess it wouldn't be all all Bullet Club because um, you've got Hiromu and Suzuki at the bottom of this, but mostly Bullet Club with three out of four. But um, I don't think they want to go that heavy into it. That would be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that would be what. That's probably one night. That would just be all Bullet Club versus <laughs> yeah. Bullet Club, and that's oh, we, we don't need any of that. Yeah, I could throw it in on you know night twelve of the New Japan Cup, I guess. But that's yeah, that's not what anyone's looking for. Uh, then we'll have night eight on Monday, March fourteenth, and night nine on Tuesday, March fifteenth, and this would be the start of the third round. Yeah, so we've got a stretch here where we've got something like, what is it, like six shows in eight days or something like that? Yeah. So this is the hall of the New Japan Cup where um, where there's kind of always going to be something new to watch. Um, and But what is nice is that you've got, what, four tournament matches on most of these shows. So if you really wanted to, and and I know many people do, you can buzz to the to the tournament matches and probably get through them in an hour and 15 minutes or so maybe mm-hmm. depending on the length of the main event um and that's palatable i think i don't think that that's overdoing it by any means so um yeah if you're just trying to keep up with the tournament and keep your bracket full you can do so um for less than for less than the cost of a, an hour of raw because at least it'll be enjoyable <laughs> yeah <laughs> um we had a question here from Ishant1995 says, looking at the brackets, what potential matchups have you guys most excited down the tournament? I think the one that I'm hoping for, but I think is probably kind of unlikely is, is Shingo versus Hiromu. Cause I think that'd be amazing. And that mm-hmm. would happen in the, what would that be? The quarterfinals. So keep an eye on the quarters. There's a there's a chance that we get Zack Saber Jr. versus Will Osprey also in the quarters, mm. so that's definitely something worth looking out for, considering how great those guys have been before. Um, in round three specifically, we could get Tanahashi versus Naito, and those dudes together are just to die for. Those guys have an underrated series of matches, I think, which is something to say but it's it's another one of those classic series with um with naito involved so and he, he's a great wrestler people forget that sometimes but he's about <laughs> yeah. as good as it gets too so 
Uh, besides that, I'm keeping an eye out, and I, I really, really want Shima versus Okada because I think there would be some serious intrigue of, of whether Shima gets the Marafuji treatment. So, um, yeah, those are kind of the ones I'm I'm keeping my eye out for. Yeah, Miles, very similar to you. A lot of those uh, I would want to see. Also, there's a potential down the line of maybe a Shingo versus Osprey in the semi-finals. Uh, mm-hmm. I would love to see uh, those guys tangle up again. Uh, if you have Okada and Cobb get to the semifinals, I think um, that could be another. They've been having some great matches in their series. That could be um, another fun one. And, yeah, you mentioned a lot of ones. Shingo Hiromu, though, is that the one for sure. I'm like, that needs to happen. Like, just Gale, just do it. Like, you want to get back your Booker of the Year award, that that would be a good first move there. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just take it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Chris, do you want to give us a uh, update on the contest uh, on the tournament? Who who's leading the leaderboard here? What's what the stats looking like? The scoreboard going into um, getting ready to go into the end of the second round here. Yeah, let me organize it here. So I've got here's what I got. So I have let's see, thirteen people still with perfect brackets, and that is pro wrestling transcripts. David Dunn, Drew Money. A. Clark, Berto C., Mifhorgan, Yannick, Dake, 75, Hayden, who actually I believe was the, uh, we'll call him the winner of last year's New Japan Cup uh, <laughs> bracket challenge because I absolved myself of my, my victory. We have the young boy at 32 points still, so he uh, he's still in there. And then that guy, 098, King Crab Maroon, and also 50, also keeping new in my name. Um, Yeah, so those are the, those are the top, uh, the top competitors here. I'm I'm not up there with the, I thought I got I think I see, no, that's Jeremy Finestone, my old, my other pal. Let's see. Did you pick the buy to win? I don't think I did. I thought I. I don't know. Picked everything correctly. I'm looking for you. There's a lot at 31. Okay. Um, there's a lot, a lot at 31. So that's probably. I would imagine that's where you sit. I guess yes. I could search for you. Yeah, but I'm wondering. I'm pretty sure I. You are. You have 31 points, which means you got something wrong. Did I pick. Maybe I did. I pick a. Oh, bomb. oh! Here's what happened. You picked. Um, you picked Tenzan. And the buy one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I was making fun of people who picked the buy to win. Mm. Um, not that particular one. There was a different buy that people picked to win. Yeah, people I were picking was... the buy over Doki, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you picked Tenzan. Um, so in other words, <sighs> you did your bracket in a reasonable amount of time. Right. And then someone like somebody like the young boy... Um, didn't so uh they they did their uh they did their bracket much uh or you know a touch later which means they had the inside info so hey that's life man the one time being ahead doesn't pay off doesn't pay (laughs) off yeah hey that sucks for all and that's why there's so many people at 31 Mm -hmm. uh 31 points there's a lot so yeah it's been mostly chalk i think we'll start to see some separation here but 
yeah, hey, that's life. What do you do? I I can't even find myself. Oh, I didn't I didn't enter one because I was so embarrassed that I won last year. Well, why I don't get why you're embarrassed, man. You're 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 the, you got Dude. the great picks. You run off it, man. Everyone thinks I have. I everyone thinks I already like shadow book New Japan with Kato. <laughs> so it just established more of those more of those rumors. I'm just it, kidding. No it, one actually thinks that. I will say, me. like, I mean, if anybody knows you, I don't think you'd be, you know. Approving Gato having all these Hall of Torture crazy run-ins. Yeah, no, I, you, yeah, certainly the sport of pro wrestling would not support this. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, but yeah, so that's that's the update. So mostly, mostly good. Um, actually, let's let's have some fun. Let's find the bottom. Yeah. Who, see who did the worst. <laughs> let's see. Scroll all the way to the last page here. Organized by points. Last page. Let's see who really just had no idea what was going on. Actually, there's a ton at 32, mm. and and then a bunch at 29. So pretty much everyone had a good first round. Nobody's out of it. Let's see. Carl C here only has 18 points. Let's see what Carl C picked. Um, well, he picked the buy to beat Master Watto. Mm. So shame, shame for him. Um, picked the buy to beat Dick Toga. I feel like this person was confused. About yeah. what the buy meant, um, but that's okay. There's plenty of time to catch up. There's plenty of points on the board still. We exponentially grow the points uh, as as the tournament goes on here. As round two is worth two points a match, round three is worth four, round four the quarters is worth eight points. The semis are worth sixteen, and if you get the winner, you get thirty two. So there's plenty of points to be had towards the tail end of the tournament. So nobody's out of it yet. Nice. So looking forward to seeing those contest uh, rankings, how that's going to shake up, especially we talked about there's going to be some upset alerts to see if those upsets help people or, or hurt people's uh, chances in getting further in the contest. Heck now, yeah. Let's uh, jump over to uh, New Japan of America for a little bit here. We had uh, night one of the Rivals tour that kicked off this uh, past Saturday. Uh, show opened up. We had uh, TJP representing United Empire defeating uh, Broken Finley, younger brother of David Finley, nine minutes and six seconds. Um, but this was a uh, pretty good match here. I thought um, Broken looked pretty good, and TJP is just so smooth. And um, ultimately, he got the win. This all led to an angle of uh, the former Grand Metallic Mascara Dorada showing up to challenge TJP because TJP said that he is the greatest junior heavyweight wrestler in the world, and he plans on winning the IWGP junior title this year, which brought out Mascot Dorada to face off and had a little uh, little uh, scuffle there. And this is the rematch of the finals of the 2016 WWE Cruiserweight Classic. So good on New Japan for playing back on that callback there. And, yep. so, and that's happening here in Tampa for Strong Style Evolved. Um, so what do you think about that? angle that that opening there i mean i love to see fresh blood anywhere in new japan right and i think gosh if they can get some people into the country for best of the super juniors whenever they decide to do it this year that could be a banger of a tournament with all the guys that they've started to work with so um but yeah tjp an underrated hand maybe underrated i don't know um he's a guy that most people don't want to talk to terribly much about and he's a guy who's been around a lot for a long time but Man, he's good. 
um he's good in the ring and he's got a good character now and i think the heel thing works really well for him and um yeah this is he's he's good stuff i think i would love to see him have a run through best of the super juniors and honestly like they gotta freshen up the junior division so much and a lot of these guys that they've recruited and used in in new japan usa including mascara dorada like those guys could all just give so much life right and like there's so many other guys and i know we've talked about it on the show before but um yeah this was this is good it's 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 good to see tjp still um kind of establishing the worldwide united empire faction too yeah and i agree with you i do think tjp is a guy who's so underrated i mean he's a guy who started as a teenager and he's been literally all over the world and in all the major promotions and yeah, I get people might not like what he tweets or, um, you know, what he maybe believes or stands for sometimes. But um, when you just look at the bell to bell in ring, it's hard to deny, much like some of the other people in his group, <laughs> that he is a uh, a great pro wrestler. Yep. Um, so then we move on to the second match. We had the return of the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels, making his second strong appearance after answering the U.S. of J Open Challenge, and he defeated the Alpha Wolf Carl Fredericks here in minutes and 40 seconds. And originally, this was supposed to be Daniels versus Gabe Kidd. Gabe Kidd, obviously, we talked about last week being pulled, um, going back to the U.K. to uh, take care of himself, take care of his mental health. So Alpha Wolf stepping in here and kind of a upset surprise in a way. The Fallen Angel picks up the win here with the uh, best moonsault ever. Yeah, I was surprised to see Carl Fredericks eat the loss here, but we haven't seen a lot from Carl Fredericks, and I know that that's come up um, in in certain circles and certain conversations about like what's going on. Like this was a guy that everyone had pinned as you know the ace of that class, um, and here he is lose, losing to Christopher Daniels. And I get like Christopher Daniels is an important guy in the I guess history of U.S. pro wrestling, but I don't know that 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 weight carries over to new Japan of America. I guess it does. Right. Cause mm-hmm. um, you know, a guy like Frederick still, still takes a loss to him. So um, it's a good match. Um, but I, I was, I was surprised by the result because usually this is the opportunity to continue establishing some of these um, new Japan USA guys. Yeah. I think you yeah, definitely, you could have used yeah Fredericks to get a big win. It's like a, get a big deal being this legend in Daniels, but it does seem like maybe Daniels is going to be doing more strong in the future. And so you may want to establish him. Maybe you get a uh, Daniels title match down the line against Philly Tom or whoever strong champion might be in, in the future. And I do think Daniels is a good guy to have on the strong roster. He's a recognizable name. And again, to wrestle guys like Frederick, some of the younger guys that are coming up, uh, he has so much experience. Um, it can really help some of these guys out. Then we go to the main event here, a rematch from the previous tour. We had Bad Dude Tito and Jonah getting their win back and defeating the Finn Juice team of David Finley and Juice Robinson. Um, pretty good matchup here. And we had a, another angle alert here. We had... Uh, the former uh, Shane Thorne, Shane Hayes, making his strong debut, returned to New Japan to help his uh, TMDK uh, stablemate Jonah and Bad Duty to get the win here. So uh, Shane Hayes is now back in New Japan, part of Strong, and has aligned himself with Jonah and Bad Duty. And those guys get the win over 
Finn Juice post-match there. Beating down Finley and Juice. Brogan Finley tries to run out to save his brother. He gets beaten down. They they make Finley watch, uh, make David Finley watch um, his younger brother get beat up. Jonah gives him the big top rope splash off the top rope there. And it seems like this feud is going to continue between the Finleys and Juice and uh, TMDK. I love that New Japan of America has become this place where kind of international angles come together. Um, and Jonah has been great in these New Japan of America shows. So I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. He's another one of those guys that I'm sure that they want to get into um, New Japan domestic product too. And again, like all New Japan strong is or a lot of what new japan strong is and a lot of the role i think in the company as a whole is to establish relationships and and to start to build guys up a little bit before they can bring them in so and i think we're closer and closer and closer to those being brought in which is why i think we're starting to see more angles Mm. because they'll be able to pay them off in a in either in a bigger way on strong or bringing people to the u.s to see how things get over or bringing people to japan to see how things get over yeah and i Alex, guys, I mean, also, I think Jonah is kind of probably be one of the guys they bring in, but bad dude Tito, man. I have been falling in love with this guy. Uh, he's like a, you know, a, it's a great name. Yeah, he's, he's a long lost Steiner brother. Um, you know, people are all up in arms about, uh, you know, Braun Breaker and him. I'm like, man, I'm in on, on bad dude Tito. This guy, he's got the look, he's got the singlet, he's got the, the cool suplexes, the, the crazy athleticism for a guy his size. Like, I don't know where this guy's been. I know he's done some blood sport stuff, but I don't get why he hasn't picked up anywhere or given more a shot because he, he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's in that same range as, like, um, J.R. Kratos, right, where it's like, where did this dude come from? Yeah. So, yeah, so that was uh, night one of Rivals. We'll have night two this coming up Saturday. We'll have the main event of the U.S. of J Open Challenge, and I, I think pretty much by at this point people probably – should all know who his uh, opponent is, but if you don't know, I won't, I won't spoil it for you. I'll let you you be surprised. Um, then we also have Kevin Blackwood making his strong debut, taking on Ario Davari, and then the opener will be Hecaleo taking on Kevin Knight. So should be uh, another a solid hour of uh, New Japan Strong. Then we'll run through some news items here. So this uh, continuing in, in the strong world, New Japan Strong will be returning to Philadelphia. The company's announced the Strong Collision uh, Tour in Philadelphia Sunday, May 15th at the 2300 Arena. Obviously, the, the ECW Arena tickets will go on sale Friday, March 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Tickets are ranging from $20 for general admission up to one hundred twenty for ringside. We have no matches announced, but we do have some talent advertised for the show: Will Osprey, Jeff Cobb, Jay White, Filthy Tom Lawler, Fred Rosser, Chris Dickinson, Dave Finley, Juice Robinson, Hikaleo, Ren Narita, Rocky Romero, Yuya Mora, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks. Uh, then we have some uh, more stuff announced for uh, New Japan uh, Strong Style Evolved happening here in. Uh, St. Petersburg slash Tampa, Florida. So we'll have the U.S. of J Open Challenge, Jay White versus, uh, you know, vacant to be determined. Uh, We'll have uh, Swerve, the newest AEW signee, uh, taking on Blake Christian. We'll have Jay Lethal taking on Ren Narita, 
Mascar Dorada taking on TJP. We'll have the strong openweight title match of Filthy Tom Waller defending against the Wild Rhino Clark Connors. We'll have Eddie Kingston returning to New Japan Strong, and he will be uh, teaming up with uh, Daniel Garcia to take on Fred Rosser and Fred. Yeah, actually, I think they got this. I think they ended up switching this. I think it's going to be Kingston and Rosser against Yehi and Garcia. Um, to keep the AEW uh, canon alive. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Then also uh, Rocky Romero will be taking on Wheeler, Utah. Uh, Rocky Romero and Wheeler, Utah, sorry, will be teaming up together to take on J.R. Kratos and Black Tiger. So again, keeping that AEW canon with Utah being a part of the best friends. So Rocky and Utah taking on uh, Team Filthy, Kratos, and Black Tiger, continuing that Rocky Black Tiger story. And then uh, House of Black's uh, Buddy Matthews will be taking on Yuya Uemura. So uh, curious to kind of see how uh, if he's going to be in the the all black air. And because I know for the last Brody match, they did announce him as a part of the House of Black. So I'm wondering again, right. kind of keeping that AEW continuity, how that's all going to play out with some of these uh, AEW guys here. Did you see that they announced four more matches? I did not, because for some reason my Google is not working on my phone right now. And I was trying and to. And I'm sure you know every Tuesday you get strong match right. announcements I've during like your show. I can. I'll fire them off here. Yeah, go for uh, it. So we've got the last four matches announced for that uh, for that show. We got. Let's see. I'll start at the bottom. Andy Brown versus Hikaleo. John Schuyler versus Big Damo. Carl Fredericks versus Josh Alexander. <laughs> oh, there you oh. go. And then Juice Robinson and David Finley against Jonah and Shane Haste. Mm. So, no, dang, no bad dude Tito for us here. In t- no bad dude dang Tito. <laughs> yeah, bummer uh, for you. But uh, Fredericks, Josh Alexander, that should be freaking great. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, some, a dude, lot of this stuff should be good. Juice, is- and, Juice and Finley against Jonah and Shane Haste, obviously, connect, uh, you know, continuing on that storyline. So, that's awesome. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff on that Tampa show. These yeah. strong shows are good. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. You know, I've been trying to get all, like, social media guys in on strong. And some of the, a lot of people are, are down in New Japan. And, you know, strong, that's another hour on top of all of the amount of wrestling we already watch. And, you know, we're in the house. And I, I made these guys watch, watch this past week strong. And, you know, uh, James Boy, he's like, you know what? I'm in. Like, this was, this was a fun, easy it's watch. He's like, I'm in. I'm like, dude, that wasn't even, like, one of the best strong. This was like a, yeah. This was like a, an okay. It was good, but it was like a like an okay strong. We didn't have like any like Kingston kids or Osprey right. or any like stuff like that. So just wait till you you get to like the, the conclusion of the tour where you get some of the, the bigger matchups. So if you guys are not I mean, watching strong, you just it's an easy one hour show. Uh, you look at these lineups that are happening. Um, there there's bangers every week. Listen, this Tampa show looks good. Yeah. Um, Tom Waller versus Clark Connors. Awesome, strong storyline, you know, uh, stuff going on there. Connors could be a guy that could could hold that strong championship because he's been a strong original, I guess, if you want to call him. Um, that would be cool. I think it'll be a good match. I think I don't think it's quite time to take it off of Lawler. But then Buddy Matthews versus Yu Yamura, I mean, like, that's just a match that speaks to my soul. Like... I'm sure everyone understands my love of you, Yumura, Jeremy, mm-hmm. the most because yes. <laughs> the enjoyment that we got in LA when he got that pin. But Buddy Matthews against Yuya, 
God, put it in my veins. I hope they go, you know, 20 yeah. minute time limit. So they, they're going to have to go quick, but I hope they get 12 minutes and it's awesome. That's a match that I'm definitely going to key in for. Yeah, there's just so many great matches. A lot of interesting stuff. Like, I'm interested to see how they're going to, how Swerve, and also he's now signed sure. with AEW and kind of how that's going to, how he's going to fit in a strong potentially in the future. And he's yeah. facing up against Blake Christian, a guy who used to be on strong before. He had his cup of coffee in uh, NXT. Um, so are, are both those guys going to be around? Jay Lethal, um, another guy who's you know brought in from the Jay White Challenge, and he's facing Narita and uh, Jay White here. Uh, Jay Lethal here, you know, big in Tampa. He has a, has a wrestling school here, the Wrestling Lab. Um, so I th- I'm sure he's going to be super over in, uh, in the show here. Well, that's going to be, uh, again, a fun matchup for Narita. And we've seen Narita beat some veterans and have some upsets, so... I mean, beating Lethal would be a pretty big deal. Um, having Kingston back, I mean, that Gabe kid was match was so awesome. And I know Kingston really wants to be a part of New Japan. So, again, kind of bring him back in the fold and maybe starting something with him here. With, uh, these guys here could be something uh, interesting. Um, we got the Rocky Black Tiger storyline continuing. Like, there's just so much uh, great stuff happening here. A fresh, easy, breezy hour of wrestling. If you're still one of those perverts that's watching AEW Dark, turn it off and go watch NJPW Strong, something that has some meaning to it. So, yeah. So, yeah. not to trash Dark. There's some good stuff. It's fun. It's whatever. But, man, if you're looking for an easy um, an easy hour of wrestling to watch, that's that's the one, if you're asking me. Yeah. Do, do you think Clark's going to take the strap here? I think this is the... I think he's the most likely candidate of people that have faced Lawler. Yeah. Just because he's been, he's, his story arc has been booked so strong, no pun intended, um, on, on, on the program. And he's, he's been a really important part of the program. So if they're, if they're going to put it on one of their like inside guys, it feels like he's the guy. Yeah. The only and thing. Then, and then he flies over with the strap and participates in best of super juniors. Mm, that would be which great. I, I, which I have started to think is going to actually happen in May this year. We're going to get back on like the traditional calendar. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. The, only thing, the only thing that's preventing me from maybe thinking Connors would win is WrestleMania weekend, the Lone Star sure. shootout. It's right around the corner. Like you would think maybe you do the big cow changer, especially because the Lone Star shootout, not only is it being tapered strong, they're going to do a, a live fight TV Right presentation where you can watch the whole show in one go live. So I think that might be the, the better stage to do it. But I just don't know who he would defend against because you, you have Ishii facing Dickinson. Jay mm-hmm. White's facing Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, he's already beaten Fredericks. At this point, he would have beaten Connors. Um, maybe Coughlin? Uh, I don't know. Coughlin, whenever, yeah, whenever he comes back. That's probably a little ways off, though. Yeah. Uh, See, I guess Coughlin's technically on like a worldwide excursion. It seems like yeah, like that's over, kind of what he's up over to. in Rev Pro. In, yeah, that would be a good that would be a good play because Coughlin got over as a young lion. But yeah, that that title's more interesting than people give it credit for too, because there's so many different directions you can go, especially in the U.S. with the open weight kind of designation. Yeah. So it'll be fun stuff. Um, in other news, Romo Takahashi will be participating in the Positive Learning Through AIDS Orphan Support Charity Auction 
next week. Karomi will be contributing an item to be auctioned off between March 14th and 20th with proceeds assisting children orphaned as a result of AIDS in Uganda and Kenya. Uh, to find out more about the PLAS or make a donation, you can look at their website. The link is on the njbw1972.com website. And then the funky weapon, Rizkataguchi, is holding a meet and greet online. Um, so you can join that, purchase signed goods, and you can ask him questions. So you join the New Japan YouTube on March 22nd. So we've been seeing several of these meet and greets. Last one was with uh, Filthy Tom. So now, uh, you know, one half of the Junior Tag Champs, six or nine, you can ask him all the six or nine questions you want. I have so many questions for Ryu's <laughs> Kid Kuchu. <laughs> Might have to get in on that. So just, I just like, why are the way you are? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. Uh, you can That's ask, the question. You could ask him what happened to Mask Horse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of great stuff to ask Taguchi about. There is. He has a deep, uh, there's a lot of deep lore with the, the Taguchi. Yeah. Uh, so we just have a couple of other questions here, and then we'll run through recommended match of the week and get out of here. So a uh, question from Les Commission 7252. First, he says, I already watched a spot from. G1 Climax 28, where Michael Elgin claimed that Tamatonga was unsafe for the chair shots. I disagree, but what is y'all's opinion on that spot? Do you even remember that spot? I mean, yeah, I <laughs> guess. I mean, I also watched the Michael Elgin um, YouTube posts uh, a couple months ago, and I remember him talking about that, and I don't, I don't recall thinking they were unsafe at the time. I guess if you went and look back at them, I'm sure you could find something unsafe about it, but it is also pro wrestling and with chairs, um, things are, <laughs> there are things that are unsafe. Um, I don't, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wasn't in the ring, so I couldn't speak to that. And I think most of these guys are really good at making things that don't hurt look like they hurt. So exactly. that, like I, I can never say someone's, um, someone who's a professional at faking people out that they're hurt um, is faking it or not faking it. So uh, unless it's a situation where like your leg breaks in half and it's pretty obvious of what's happening. Like, so I, I don't have an opinion on that. And I'm yeah, honestly, myself I, up I, I, I barely remember the spot to be honest. I mean, it's Michael Elgin. He says, he says and does a lot of uh, dumb stuff. So uh, who knows if, what he was saying is true anyway. So. Uh, second question is, is, can you guys rank Jay White's greatest rival so far in his career between Tanahashi, Okada, and Kota Ibushi? Oh, are those the only three options? Well, that's, that's, what, that's what he listed, but I mean, feel free to, you know, take liberty and Yeah, add I think the, the last option is Jay White versus um, getting a green card. <laughs> um... I've enjoyed the Ibushi rivalry the most of, of the Jay White rivalries. For me, I, I I think the most important rivalry to his career has been the Okada rivalry. Um, cause also totally. that's where he, you know, he had ended up having the, the Madison Square Garden match and they, they've had some big matches and the whole him leaving chaos to join Bullet Club could really kind of get him to where he's at right now. Um, beating him at Wrestle Kingdom um, in, in that quick fashion, 14 minutes or whatever, 15 minutes, whatever it was, 
Um, so I feel like the the Okada rivalry has really has been the most important to his career. I think maybe the Abushi rivalry, like you said, they, that, that probably produces the best matches out of his. They were rivals. the highest. Well, yeah, I was gonna say they're the highest stakes matches. I guess they were because. Um, the title match against well, I don't know Madison Square Garden versus Tokyo Dome, right? Like, right. I don't know. That's pretty equal, probably yeah. if you really look at it. So, yeah, yeah, that's tough. The, the Tanahashi matches are, I don't know, because the first match was not great, and I feel like all their matches have just not. There's always been something kind of off with their matches. I don't know why. Like even the match where he won the title. From Tanahashi mm-hmm. wasn't the greatest matchup, and I don't know if it's the chemistry or what it is, the style they wrestle, but their matches and their overall rivalry, I feel like, has not been as important to Jay White's career. It was fun, yeah. You know, Tanahashi tap out, all that stuff. So yeah, but yeah, I like I said, my choice is the Ibushi Ibushi rivalry because I really liked. I liked the G1 final and it was a G1 final, which is huge. And then I really, I mean, the um, Ibushi, Jay White, Tokyo Dome match, that really, really long match um, was my match of the year. So I just think I thought they drew back on so much of their history. Like that was one of those quintessential New Japan matches where they do a bunch of callbacks that, um, that are a hat tip to people who are really paying attention and 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 then the promo after that the j cut that got people talking about whether he was leaving and all that like that was such a good promo i mean that was master class pro wrestling promo after that match too and you know it came out of that match with the bushi right so mm-hmm. um yeah for me that's that's his most well-rounded rivalry and it brings out the best in Ibushi, too. And I don't think Jay White has brought out the best in Tanahashi or Okada, right? But I do think um, he's elevated Ibushi even, and that's tough to do because he's freaking great. So um, so that's kind of my my selling point for that. Yeah. I think an honorable mention could be uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Sure. Uh, I feel yeah, like oh, they, yeah. they have a lot, a lot of great matchups, and maybe there's not a ton of promo so to say back and forth or like well long, Ishii doesn't talk so. right right or like long-term storylines but i feel like whenever they they do wrestle yeah. it's just usually high stakes and it usually ends up being a pretty great match well yeah and when Ishii knocked jay white out of the the g1 in the in that main event that was that was so awesome yeah. so that was cool too so yeah yeah that's a great honorable mention so I'll move on to uh, No Alarms 1995. And first he asks, what's the realistic possibility of a junior winning the New Japan Cup outright? Zero. Yeah. That's I, it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, second question with Ibushi sideline, when would be the next opening or program for him to return, and how will he be utilized? What do you think about this one? So I think... A couple of other things. There, there is the whole route of going Okada winning the whole tournament. Mm. And then it's like, all right, who challenges? And if he, the Bushi's ready, you can have him come out and challenge Okada. Or maybe Okada calls him out or whatever. I think that's a possibility. Um, if not that, then I, I would guess maybe the next opening, maybe you do set something up for Dominion. Because, uh, I mean... 
at, you have an April shit. You have Secure Genesis. You have Don Taku, which I mean, you could bring him back for those, and then potentially Super Juniors in May. And then the next big show would be Junior Dominion. So you could Dominion. hold off if you don't need him for Don Taku or Secure Genesis. Hold off, and then maybe Okada's still a champion at that time, and you do the Okada Ibushi match on on Dominion. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, what we're gonna see is Ibushi is going to walk out after a title match and become the next challenger. Like, because Okada's already said that he, I don't even, I don't even know if he phrased it like he owes him a title shot, but he, he wants Ibushi. But he, um, he did kind of change his tone though. When, before Ibushi was pulled from the new Japan cup, he was like, yeah, I feel like Ibushi needs to kind of to earn it. Sure. So, so I can keep my promise so it's kind of like he wants Ibushi to Yeah, kind of, but I kind of felt like that was just Okada trying to set up people to hope for an Ibushi win of the tournament. Okay. I, I I felt like that was connected to him actually participating in the tournament. And now that he's not in the tournament, I, I think the tone will change again. Because I think, I truly think the play is Okada defends against whoever, right? Mm-hmm. At, at one of these matches. And then the, the next match is Ibushi, right? Like, right. and it could be at any of those three, right? They could definitely headline Dominion with that. Like, that's a huge match. It's a great match. Um, but why not just have Abushi come out and say, like, hey, I'm ready. And I'm I'm ready and I'm back and let's go. And Okada has already stated that that's something he's interested in. So I think Ibushi's going to get a title challenge against Okada. And I think that the Okada reign won't end until that happens. I don't think Ibushi is necessarily the guy that takes it off of him, but you can't rule it out. Um, so, right. I mean, yeah. that would be pretty, pretty poetic if Ibushi comes sure. back and you know beats the guy that he got injured with in the G one, and like it's, it's a big what if. Like, what if he didn't? What if he didn't get hurt? Like, could he have beaten? Could he have won the G one? Right, yeah, then, yeah, this, that, and the other thing, right? Yeah. So there's, there, yeah, there's a lot of questions there. So yeah, and I, it could be at any. I think they're probably hoping for it to be pre G one. Um, because they've got really the three big, big shows before the G1. I don't think there would be something else, right? Am I missing something? If the G1's in its normal slot in July, then there's not something else. Right, I mean, Dominion would be the probably the biggest thing, and then usually they might do some kind of summer struggle thing, maybe the first couple of weeks of July, and then do G1, so I... Right, yeah, you'd have some sort of build-up tour, mm-hmm. Um God, what is that tour usually called? When they announce um, all the G1 participants at, at Corican. Uh, God, I'm blanking. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking too because the yeah, destruction is usually after G1. Right. Um, and all they're, they're using all... Maybe, maybe all, is it like New Japan Road? Well, they're, New Japan Road's like their generic, like we don't have a tour name. Right. That they roll with. But yeah, I don't know why I can't remember. It'll come to me after the show. Yeah. I'm sure. Um. But yeah, so there's not a, I mean, there's three big shows, right? And I think you're going to see, here's my hope. I hope you see Okada defend against whoever knocks him out of the tournament, right? And Mm -hmm. then Okada, or, but before that, whoever wins the tournament, which could be any number of guys, then whoever knocked him out of the tournament, which I hope is Shima, personally, um, because I just think that'd be cool and it opens things up and freshens things up a little bit. And then I think you see Ibushi if he's healthy. Yeah. And then you're then you're in G one season. Then things kind of reset. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, definitely the, the 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 program has to be him for Okada. I don't think there's much else you can really do. 
Outside if Okada that. loses the belt before he defends it against Ibushi, Ibushi's dead. Yeah. You know, like not dead, but like but it's, it's it's a real it's a real bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's gonna take us to a recommended match of the week. So last week you recommended for us to watch Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi from the New Japan Cup 2018. Did you uh, rewatch this matchup? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's that match is still awesome, and it was still kind of surprising when Zach won. I mean, like obviously I knew the re- the result, but um, what I would, that New Japan Cup run with Zach was so awesome, and then the Tanahashi story, the those two together, this was kind of the beginning of that story, right? Or like mm. really the establishment that Zach's a, a player, right? In in the game, so um, yeah, I enjoyed it again i think they still have fantastic chemistry they did kind of burn out the match as they went through the next couple of years but um yeah love this tournament final um i love every tournament final in new japan that seems to be something that still remains relatively protected yeah this was just a, a great matchup like you mentioned still holds up and you know we mentioned like jay and tanahashi not having the best chemistry but i think you know on the flip side saber and tanahashi have great chemistry and always have uh, great matchups. And I think Tanahashi is like the perfect target for Zach because, you know, he, he has the injured bicep. He has the knee. Right. He, uh, sometimes he has a, a bad back. And so Sabre being submission specialist he is can pick whatever, you know, target he wants that day. And uh, in this match, I know he focused a lot on, on the knees and legs of Tanahashi to set up, you know, his various, you know, submission holes and, um, so yeah, it's always fun when these guys wrestle and love to see it again soon. This was also kind of the beginning of Tanahashi's great 2018 run, which was a hell of a run. Right. <laughs> I mean, like he, all of a sudden you had kind of vintage Tanahashi. Um, and this was potentially the kind of what inspired that is, is losing this match. Right. Yeah. That gave us the, the G1 finals. We got mm-hmm. him going to the Wrestle Kingdom and winning the, the title. In that match, which yeah. was a hell of a match. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this, and, you know, I don't know, maybe that was Tanahashi's last really, truly incredible run. Yeah. But I don't know. He seems like a guy who's ageless and he can tap into it. But yeah, 2018 was a really cool year to be um, keeping an eye on Tanahashi. So for the recommended match this week, and we joked about it last week, let's let's go ahead and watch it. Uh, Naito versus Bushi. From the uh, 2018 New Japan Cup, the the, the famous uh, head drop match. One of many famous head drop matches between yeah. those two. Yeah. Hey, that's my favorite rivalry. While we're, I mean, I guess going back to talking about rivalries, like that's my favorite New Japan rivalry is, is Naito Ibushi. So I'll probably go watch that. Yeah. I got time. Yeah, it's it's always a fun watch. Who knows? Game. I might be on the show again next week. Hey, yeah, yeah, you never know. And um, yeah, it's a, it'll be a fun to watch. I mean, there's going to be like what we said, like six or eight. How many New Japan Cup shows? So there's a lot. There'll be a lot to watch, but this will be fun to kind of throw in between all that stuff. Nice, good choice. So well, that's that's going to wrap things up, Chris. Thank you so much for uh, filling in for the young boy this week. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find you online and anything you got going on. Yeah, I am uh, the Chris Samsa on Twitter, so that's T H E C H R I S S A M S A. I uh, am running the, I guess we'll call it the official New Japan Cup English language bracket challenge over at sportofprowrestling.com. Unfortunately, if you're not entered, 
you can't enter because that's how bracket challenges work. But if you have entered, um, you can check your standings at sportofprowrestling.com. And uh, outside of the pro wrestling sphere, I, uh, I used to be in a rock and roll band called Plunkett. Um, that's kind of what I like to call my previous life. And we just posted our um, 2007 album that we made out in uh, Los Angeles. We just posted that on Spotify. So this is my chance to plug that to my pro wrestling fam. So look up Plunkett. That's P-L-U-N-K-E-T. And you'll find um, a pretty good pop punk record. And you got, you got, you got so a myself. concert coming up, right? We're uh, yeah, I guess we're kind of back. We're just doing some stuff right around the house or right around home here. Um, but yeah, we're doing we're doing a show at the end of March, and uh, we'll see kind of where it goes. But yeah, I'm tapping back into the the musical uh, the musical brain that I that's still up in my head. So I'm kind of excited for it. But worth checking out the album. Um, there's some good there's some good jams on there. I go I can go back and listen to it a little bit. Um, um, with, with a little bit less bias now and it still holds up so it's worth a listen nice. so I'll, I'll, I'll make like six I'll cents if someone streams it <laughs> so you know i'll take the six cents yeah i'll, I'll give it a play get, rack up those cents for you yeah give it a spin <laughs> well that's gonna wrap things up next week we'll be back to uh review the latest new japan cups and preview uh, everything coming up for the tournament if you enjoyed today's show, please consider making a donation and visiting socialsuplex.com. Click on the donate button under the Keeping It Strong style logo. Make sure you connect with us on social media. On Twitter, we are at KI Strong Style. I'm at Jeremy L. Donovan. The show or the network is at Social Suplex, uh, Facebook.com slash Social Suplex on Instagram, at Social Suplex on Reddit. I'm the public black guy, just keeping it strong style. You can email me, Jeremy at Social Suplex. Dot com and check out all of our other shows that we have here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Lada and James Boyd. The Grave Consequences Podcast, hosted by Caleb and Maserati. All Things Elite, hosted by Floyd and Austin. And the AEW Match Guide Podcast, hosted by Sir Sam. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. And we will catch you next week on Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcast thank you for listening to keeping it strong style we'll see you next time say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill